are back in the ruins of Old Bonegrinder and listening to Curse of Stradania, a Legends of Aventris podcast. Last time, the expedition left Madame Eva and the Vistoni behind to brave the wilderness of Barovia. They eventually came across an old windmill, where Morganta and her coven of night hags had taken up residence. Following tense negotiations and a brutal battle, the heroes defeated the hags and saved several children from the terrible fate of being turned into dream pastries. They've burned old Bonegrinder to the ground, and now set their eyes on the town of Valoki with the rescued children under their protection. Little do they know or expect, I have eyes and ears everywhere. As always, the audio quality reflects our humble beginnings, but does improve over time. With that out of the way, let us proceed with the second part of Chapter 3, Suffer the Little Children. I hope that Garrus damns this thing so far into the nine hells that nobody ever thinks of doing this again. Shepherd, my friend, this will be just but the first of many damnations. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Well done. And I'm just going to turn and watch the windmill burn. I'm looking out on the horizon to see if it, the burning of the windmill has uh, elicited any sort of reaction from like the forest or if there's any movement. Roll a perception check. Are we like in in the windmill? Like, what is it a kind of open field or is there forest around us or like what? What does it look like around? The so field? it's a hill, and it's basically just grass all the way down until it meets the line of the forest Got and it. the small road. Okay. Uh, Thirteen. Looking around, you don't see that there seems to be a tension that this has drawn. If anything, it scared things away as you see um, smaller animals darting away from the tree line deeper into the forest. But something does catch your eye. Off the hill, down to the side, is a stone circle, a circle of megaliths, standing still. Where at the base. Megaliths? Like Stonehenge. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. How far? Uh, maybe 100 feet. So oh, it's, you're here. That's where the windmill is. You go down the hill, and it's basically right down here. Do, do you all see that? Has, has that been here this whole time? I didn't notice it on the way up, but to be fair, we were preoccupied. I glance up at the burning building. Does it seem like it's burning in any sort of unusual way or is it burning like wood would burn? It's burning the way wood would burn. It seems to be burning more quickly, but you know that with Sarnax's right. uh, oil that that's, that tends to be how these things happen. Shall we press on to the pile of stone at the base of the hill or do we need to see this through Sarnax? Is it night? It's probably around, I would say, five. Kana, I believe you know the answer to the question already. I just, like, politely fold my hands and stare up at the burning building. To uh, add on to what Sarnax is saying here, uh, I'm also not comfortable taking the three kids and the young lady down there as well when we've been through quite a lot of hell today. I think with uh, it getting dark, it might be safe for us to set up camp and uh, weather the night, get some rest, 
but to check out the Stonehenge thing in the morning. Is that amenable? Right. Yes. I suspect that this will burn through the night. It should keep us warm and give us light to stay safe by. Um, I'm happy to watch it. I don't think we should camp that close to this cursed place. I hope the souls of countless hundreds, if not thousands of children that met their ends here, I hope they find rest in this cursed, foul realm. I think we'll, we'll take a safe distance, but uh, I, I kind of find the uh, flames comforting in some way. Is there any use for that deed, Professor? Toss it in the heap. Professor, add it. I pull out the deed. I'll keep my hat off. I will uh, unroll it. I'll kind of give it one last glance. And I will press the digitation to corner to get it going. And then I'll set it on the pile. Of burning windmill. You do that. And step back. I'd give him an approving nod. This is not just vengeance for the countless souls consumed in pastry. This is also a message. She sees this pyre atop her castle. She has a taste of what is to come. I remember when he said pastry that I still had the half pastry in my bag. And very slowly I pull it out and I open it, realizing what it symbolizes and trying not to throw up. Didn't you buy like 10 of them that you were going to give to people around the town? Yeah. I I, I think there were with either It was a a few of them. I don't know how, I can't remember how many we bought. I thought it was a few. We gave one to the person to the the mother. Right. And so we we bought enough for each of us. And you you gave gold to her so she could buy her own over the next course of some time. So we have five left. So we each have one. We each have one. Oh fuck. But I believe, yeah. I believe I didn't take, I think that you had all of them. Or someone had all of them. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I ever had them. Connie probably had all. Someone else bought them. I didn't distribute. We didn't distribute them out because, like, I don't have them in my inventory. Do we want them anymore? Fuck! (laughs) I pretend to have all of them, and I just take my bag and I I empty all the contents out on it, and I just kick the half that I had and (laughs) just try to swallow a little bit of throw up that is accumulating. Connor, just don't, don't, don't think about it. Just don't think about it, Connor. We consumed the ground bones of innocent children. Professor, don't don't even think about it. You can't. You didn't know. You can't do that to yourself. I knew there was magic in it. I trusted the magic wouldn't be this foul. You couldn't have known the evil, though. We were hoping it was being used for good. But we were wrong. I will not be misguided by this future. There are many questions to answer, many puzzles to solve. Why a coven of hags? Why here? Do they have an alliance with the Countess? Didn't sound like it. I think many creatures of Barovia have a neutral standing with her. We seem to be neither here nor there. The Vistani, too, seems to be a mixed bag. 
Better set up camp. We won't go near the megaliths, but let us keep an eye all night. Don't worry. Upon them. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to take first watch and uh, I'll stay up for a while. Um, I just want to start to get my, my camp set up. And then once the camp is set up, I want to find the children if, if they're still awake. And they're still currently on Irina's lap. Um, the smallest girl, um, Myrtle, is laying on her back as Irina tickles her and she giggles and kicks her feet in the air and she's telling them stories and um, spending time with them. She seems to at least know them to some degree. Um, she doesn't seem super familiar with them, but the town was small enough that she'd seen these children before. Um, and from what you've been able to gather as you watch this, having set up camp, um, they knew more of her than she knew of them, but they thought very highly of her. And her being here has been a blessing to them. Their comfort level has uh, skyrocketed as they feel that they can trust her. I'm going to kind of like squat on my heels and take my hat off and just say, all right, uh, three of you, we need names. And for you, and I point to the little boy, we need a new name. Do you want to give me a new name? Because you could. Oh, I, I don't know if I, I could do that. I, Irina, what do you think? Something heroic. Something strong. Sure. What's a heroic name for a small boy? Well, I... There's a man a land far, far from here who is the bravest man I've ever known in my entire life. What is his name? Can I be his Can I be his son, do you think? I, I bet you that if you had the chance to meet him, he would love that. He took me in, and I'm his son now, too. And now you're a hero. You came in and you saved all of us. And you can be a hero just like him. What would he name me? Well, his name, and I think it would be a fitting name for a hero like you, is Thomas. Old Tom Copper. I call him the good doctor. We call him Tom. Some call him Tommy Thomas. I like Tommy. Tommy. All right. That's better than freak. The good doctor is the bravest man I ever knew. And you exemplified that bravery today. I will be strong, and I will be a hero someday. All right, we got Tommy. Ladies, what are your names? The littlest one sits up. My name is Myrtle, and I am the littlest one, and this is my sister. And you see that she points over at her sister, who's still completely asleep. Her name is Alana. Alana, Myrtle, and Tommy. All right. Fantastic. I will, uh, I'll have my, my, my case will be floating and open. I'll get some wood and I'll tie a string around it. And, uh, I forget the word is. I want to, as a ritual, summon, uh, my unseen servant and just have him start building kind of my area of the campsite. And I want to pull out my little folding, you know, chair that's just like the two things. And I want to just go through my books and notes and just scour over them to see if I ever, like, if I can find anything in reference to hags or any connection, because I think I would be surprised that there would be hags so integrated with all this Brovia death stuff. So, whatever I might be able to learn or roll remember. Roll an intelligence check. So, that is a 12. 
you scoured through your notes and these have been meticulously combed through by Victoria on your travels. She's alphabetized, organized, sectioned, all of these. And it is easy for you to look towards what you're looking for. And there is no connection of between Stradonia and being allied with hags. Though you had heard of a fable of three hags getting lost in the mist and that they had been terrorizing a small village in Striga and one day just disappeared. Um, so as we were settling down, I'll say, I, I just looked through my notes and I did called a fable or a tale that I'd heard of a coven of hags terrorizing a town in Stringer. They were lost in the mist and never to be seen again. The town presumably freed, but they must have found their way here. Damn it. And Morgotha might not even be her real name. Ophelia, Belle. Bella. Bella. Um, do you think the raven was Shazania trying to warn us. If it was, then we have deeply offended her. I'm certain the feeling we got before coming upon it. Perhaps one day we'll have a chance to ask her. If she was warning us about it, then in my humble opinion, she was only making the situation worse. There were children up there. They're being sacrificed daily by these hags. It might not have been the wisest choice to fight them, but we were able to come together and destroy them. We didn't have a choice. It was the right thing that we engaged and that we came to those women. It's the same thing I said to Sarnax. Whether the hags are working with her or against her, the Countess knew exactly what was going on here. Did nothing about it. Right. Well, I got first watch. All right, I'll take second. I'm going to uh, go back over to the kids and, and find them and uh, lean down again to, to Tommy and say, uh, hey, buddy, uh, listen, I got first watch. I'm going to make sure everybody here stays safe, but somebody's got to protect my hat. And I put it up the hat on the uh, little boy's head. You put the hat on and it slides down completely <laughs> over his nose. All you can see is a little bit of his mouth peeking out from under. Thank you so much. This is really cool in here. I lift it up. I say, Adam, now get some rest, all right? And you make sure that he all tilts the ladies it. are all right. He tilts it forward and he looks at you through the holes where your horns protrude from. One day I'm going to be just like you. Yeah, you already are. You're better than I am. <laughs> and I'll uh, I'll stride off towards the edge of camp and, and stand You guard. see as, as you go to walk away, you in the corner of your eye, see him jump up. And you kind of keep your eye on him. And as you walk over, you see that he tries to model the way that you walk. And as you just, without even thinking about it, have your hands on judgment and redemption, you see that he looks and he does that too. And then you see him go. As he just kind of walks behind you. Get some rest, little one, all right? Good night. Not everyone. I'll go into my tent. I'll take last watch. I, I will say though, I'm not going to sleep. Okay. Can't sleep. Can't all night? Not all night. I'm going to stay up as long as it takes for the, the windmill to burn. And then I will, once I see that, then I'll be ready to, to sleep. 
It is only like six o'clock in the evening, so you're oh. going to bed very early, which means you'll be able to get up very early. That's fine. I think that's fine. I don't think there's any reason for us to stay up past like you know as it starts to get dark anyway. Yeah. You know, and then we can get up when the sun rises and move on out. Well, yeah, I think I mean Clayton's totally tapped and yeah, fucked, right. Yeah. So he's like, get some rest, professor. Yeah. I, I need, I need some rest. I believe Sonax could use some rest as well. So please don't stay up all night. I will go to sleep once I am done here. You, um. Irina sets herself up in one of the tents. Um, all of the children uh, nestled around her, the two girls, one on either side, and the small boy down by the hem of her skirt as he takes Sarnax's hat and he puts it over his head and begins to snore softly as they all drift off to sleep. Um, you take your turns with your watch, and is there anything that you would like to do on your watches? I think I'm going to use a potion and just, like, flavored as me, like, patching myself up throughout the course of the night okay. um, just to heal. So during, would it, when, would it the, the, the windmill have stopped burning and, like, been reduced to ash by the time the shepherd's washes up? When it will probably I, I, burn all night. Yeah, I, and I mean, either way, I'm definitely not sleeping. I'm staying up all night. Shepherd can't sleep. For, for, the, for the sake of this, it's, it's functioning like a bonfire, and it is roaring all night long. And I'll happily take my point to tell you in the morning. Then in that case, I, I will take the last watch. Can never hurt to have double watch. I will take third watch instead of this in the morning, and I'll go to sleep. So while I when I take my watch, I am gonna I'm flipping through that spell book that we found in the death house and uh, feeling sort of impotent at the beginning of that fight. I'm going to come to the page that, or the, uh, the, the part of the spell book that describes the whole person spell. Uh, I'm going to set up alarm. I'm going to kind of keep an eye out, but during my two hours, I would like to transcribe whole person into my spell book. Okay. Damn. All right. Guess you some. do that. Um, on my watch, I would have been the last, but yeah, if you want me to do. Uh, I assume it'll probably finish. It'll be finished burning in the morning. So I'll just, I'll, I will. I'll wake you up for third watch. For my watch, I will. Uh, I'll just wake up and I will take my lantern and I'll just walk and I'll just step towards and I will just stare into the flame for the entirety of the two hours. And I'm not being particularly like active and I'm trying to keep like an ear out for things, but I'm not like scanning the horizon or anything. That's when I'll wake up. Uh, kind of. I'll get up from my watch and uh, peek in the tent and make sure that everyone is sleeping comfortably. And if anyone looks like they're shivering or if they're cold, I'll grab my bedroll and put it over them and tuck them in. And close the tent and basically pace around the lap around the <clears throat> the encampment until people start waking up. But always looking out on the horizon, paying special attention to the, uh, was it the megalith? megalith? Yeah, it's a megalithic structure. Megalithic, okay. Um, and yeah, just be as vigilant as possible while people are waking up slowly. With that, most of you enjoy a long rest. Oh my God. Shepard, you enjoy one level of exhaustion. Disadvantage on ability checks, right? Yep. Got it. 
you wake up and mm. the windmill is slowly burning itself away into embers. As you begin to pack up the camp and get the children ready for the day, you use the last bit of flame from it, I'm assuming, to cook breakfast. And you have water skins on you, but they are slowly running low. They'll last maybe the rest of the day. But you provide the children with food and water to start the day. You begin to pack up as the final flames burn themselves out in the windmill and it is nothing but smoldering embers where this broken down horrific place once stood. Could I have cooked the rest of the wolf meat mm-hmm. that we done that. And, uh, once it's all cooked, I'll just split it up evenly between everyone. Perfect. Give some to the children, the jerky, So, as we're packing, I would kind of want to sidle up to Shepard. You were reading something yesterday. Uh, we all did what we could. I, I wish I could have done more faster. I wasn't prepared. I, I don't think anything, any of my training, anything the doc could have ever taught me would have prepared me for the absolute whatever that was yesterday. It seems you took guidance from Mr. Sarnox. Quite, quite to hand. Oh, got it. Well, I mean, there's really nothing else we need to do other than make sure that nothing like this can ever happen ever again. And if, I'm not much of a godly person, but if Garrix is going to prevent these things from happening, then I don't see the problem of helping Garrix deliver his will, if you will. Well, it's admirable that you've got a search for the light. I would caution, however, that you be careful where the light is coming from. Understood. Like I said, not a religious man. Don't intend on starting anytime soon. Just hearing out a fellow person who I appreciate their sense of justice. So, Carry on. Thank you for your concern. I, I appreciate it. Did you sleep all right? I did. Thank you. Noble of you to stay up all evening. I, I, I hope you get some rest. I, I'll, I'll be fine. I just, I couldn't sleep. I, I tried. It, no good. It's all right. We went through quite a lot yesterday. I'll feel better when we get to Falaki. Let's get on our way then. Hey, Professor, you, uh... You don't mind, uh, you got any stronger than that tea? Uh, maybe some coffee? Uh, if we take a look, I go through, I guess I feel like we would have picked up coffee along the way if that's more what you're used to. Mm. I believe we still have some sure. from Yoda. It's just for RP flavor. Right? Uh, so I, I, I it ain't gonna do anything for my jaw. I, I close my case and open it back up in, uh, in the bag of holding section, and there is a canister. I will say, I think. Oh, just yeah. hold on to this. That's the good stuff. Thank you, Professor. No. I appreciate it. You, uh, you don't get your unseen servant to do this for us. Oh, Lucas, please help uh, the man. Thanks, buddy. And I just like hold the can. I'm yeah. like waiting for it to. Like, and so be taken it magically takes it, and then there's a cup, and there's a pot of water, and it pours. And you have a cup, and I'll Thank invite you, my cup of tea. I, I appreciate it. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you for what you did. Has the has the uh, house finished burning at yeah. this point? Okay. While they're uh, eating breakfast, I have like a haunch in one hand that I'm kind of just chewing on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I walk over to the pile of ashes and I'm just sliding my naginata through it, just checking the embers for remains or anything unusual. That there are tons of bones. 
just bones. But this, you have no way of telling whose bones they are, mm. aside from the fact that the majority of them are small human bones. I will walk up beside Kana and say, it is but cold comfort, but their bones and remains will be part of the renewal from this dragon fire. And long after death, you'll grow to the sky and then be used for vengeance and justice as well. That comforts me. And I'll walk past her holding my lantern high and I'll walk through the uh, ashes and I'll reach into my pack pull out the seed, place it on one, in one corner of the uh, windmill ashes, and then another, and then I'll get to almost like a triangular pattern. I'll get to the final one. Now, all three of your souls will surrender to the soil of the earth, and I'll place it in, pat it all down, and then join the party. I will finish my tea, all of it the leaves at the bottom. <laughs> I have a bad feeling about today. Expect much anything else here now, Professor here in Barovia. I mean, I can't tell, but tea leaves are giving me a sense of danger. Can you tell what? No. Not what. Just that it may happen today. Do we know roughly how long it's going to take us to get to Falak? Well, looking at the map, it's roughly maybe a, several miles, maybe three or four miles. We can do that quick. I suggest since we have the children as well, we get Get out of here fast. The sooner we get to some sort of semblance of civilization, the less likely we are to have any more injuries or accidents. I vote we, at least on our way out, we look at the megalons to see if there's any kind of connection That's fine. to the foul rituals the hags were doing here. As long as we keep our non-adventurers safe, of course, we'll be our... That I'm, should I'm, be our number one priority. Agreed. Let's just go. Let's just make, make haste. Of course. So we go down to the megaliths. You make your way down to the circular stone megaliths, and you see that these towering stones perched atop them are 50 to maybe even 100 ravens. As they look down over you, the center of the megaliths is nothing but a pile of small, childlike teeth. Don't, don't bring the kids down here. I'll um, try to steer them. You we'll see that there down. are a few fetishes hanging from different places around the megalith. And as you walk around, the ravens squawk at you, or crow at you, whatever ravens do, croak at you, as one of them picks the twine holding one of these 
uh, fetishes to the megalith and it drops and shatters to the ground. They all make a loud croaking noise as they ascend into the air and circle around the megaliths. This is a truly foul place. I... Do we have the time to spare, Professor? Yes, yes, we do. For this, yes. I, while he's getting ready, uh, I would like to ritually cast Detect Magic to see if there's any sense of magic left on this ring. You do this, and you see that there is no magic that's here. It looks more like an offering. Um, I would say roll a history check. 22. You look through this and you see that there is a bit of a an archaic symbol or there are archaic symbols that are carved into the stone and it looks like this is an offering of worship to the wicked archfey deity uh, Kethlen of the Crooked Teeth. Oh. Hold up, hold up. And I did not I, I, pronounce that name properly, is it but because like it's Celtic yeah, business. it's C E I T H L E N N. I've uh, tried to, with Arena's help, I give her kind of annoying, I knowing look, and uh, I pull the children around. They didn't I, go down to the stones. Oh, okay. Did Arena stay up top? Of yes, the hill she's, with them? she's up at the top with them, and they're they're playing. She's teaching them how to roll down the hill, okay, and then run back up, and she helps flip them over, and they roll down the hill, and they're just playing games. Okay, I'm more or less watching them to make sure they're safe. Um, this feels familiar. I've heard tales in my research. There's a wicked. Is it like a bad archway? An evil archway, yeah. There is a, a wicked archway known as Kethlen of the Crooked Teeth. I'm certain this is an offering to her. Perhaps that's just who they worshipped when they were in Shrigan, if those are the same hags that I heard of, but what connection would that archway have here? Seemingly in a place of death. Then I'll pick up my uh, a notebook and I'll just start desperately like scribbling down everything that I'm observing and the pile of teeth and, and what it's kind of sketching out what the fetishes look like and that kind of thing. You do that. Professor, maybe when you're done I can remove these fetishes. Yes, yes, I believe perhaps please add them to the pile. So I just go around and I whack them all down. The ones that are remaining, that are you remaining. are easily able to cut down and begin to build another pile for Sarnax to set aflame. Professor, do you do you need me here right now? Well, don't go far, but no. I'm going to go back up the hill with, with Irina and the children. Please keep an eye on them, yes. All right. I, I'm, I'm only a few hundred feet away. All right. I'll if you need me. Sarnax, should we be burning the offering in the shrine? We... Flames that we will call upon will not grant any power to this evil being, if that is what you are concerned with. I trust you. 
I'll use my blade to scoop the fetishes closer to the center pile and heap onto what he's been holding up with the teeth. Trust not me, but the fire lord. And I'll basically light it all flame, and once it burns to ashes, I will plant a, a seed directly at the center of the monoliths. Um, and then that'll be that. Okay, so what do we know of the Fae? What do I know of the Fae? Not much. Not much. I've heard tales of, of Archfae, and that they are fairy folk, and they are tricksy, but that's about all I know, just, va- just vagaries. It's not my expertise. Um, I just, I know that there are certain rituals that they will do with similar fetishes. In this one in particular, just, it strikes my memory as Catherine. Well, are you satisfied, Sonax? I am. Thank you for giving me the additional time. I know we are trying to rush to a villa. Of course. Shall we? Let's go. You meet up with Irina and the children. She holds their hands as they skip, and they are happy not to be heading home towards the village of Barovia, but to a land they've never been to, a city they've never seen, the village of Velaki. As you make your way along the path, and you head back towards the crossroads, even here, In the mountains, the forest and the fog are inescapable. Ahead, the dirt road splits in two, widening towards the east. There, you see patches of cobblestone, suggesting that the eastern branch was once an important thoroughfare. Parked at the fork in the road, pointed east, is a large black carriage drawn by two black horses. The horses snort puffs of steamy breath into the chill mountain air. The side door of the carriage swings open silently. I've seen Dracula! How far ahead is this? Maybe 50 feet. Hold, everyone. Do they see us? Let the professor do the talking, everyone. Agreed. Irina, you and the children behind us now. Please. Stay I, stand, here. I stand in front of Irina. Irina ushers the children behind her skirts. You see as they clutch onto her and look at her around, they're not sure what they're looking at or why. And she steps behind the both of you. Is there a coachman or someone to drive? No? All you see is a black carriage drawn by two incredibly large black horses. The door of the carriage is swung open, but it looks like pure darkness on the inside. I'll approach really carefully. I'll say, the rest of you with me, please. As you approach, you see one long, slender hand extend its way out of the carriage. Pale, almost pure white, long, red fingernails. It appears to grab onto something, but you see nothing at all. But you look down and you see as dust is disturbed as a, an invisible servant of some kind helps as this figure is, steps out of the carriage. Her long dress, a dark, nearly blood red. Her bodice appears to be made of a, an almost black metal. 
her hair piled atop her head, her lips almost a pure red. But looking at them, even from this distance, you don't believe them to be rouged of any kind, but natural in that hue. She looks between all of you as she firmly takes her footing in front of you, her, her bosoms heaving as she looks between all of you and her eyes linger for a moment directly between the two of you as she locks eyes with Irina. You feel Irina shudder behind her almost involuntarily. A small gasp escapes her lips, but it's not one of fear or apprehension, but almost of pleasure. And as this woman steps towards you slowly, Hello, friends. Welcome to Barovia. I see you have gotten my invitation. Are you ready to dine with me at Castle Raven? You look oh so tired. You must are have had a busy night. You are Countess She bows before you. Sudanya von Zarovich. Yes, darling. Well, it I'm... is my pleasure to meet you. All of you. Oh, we little ones too. May I? As she moves closer. No, please, please. Oh. Right there is fine. Allow me. You know who I am, but I'm Professor Clayton Azraq. She looks at you for a moment and you see a glint in her eye of irritation. But it quickly turns to admiration. Mm. You are strong, willed. She reaches out and grabs your hand. And just as your fingers touch her cold skin, she holds you tightly, pulls your hand towards her, and places a kiss on your knuckles. Uh, well, a true gentleman always returns the favor, mm-hmm. and I would like to kiss her knuckles as well. I'm the professor of archaeology at Miss Hallery University in the yes. city of Brieg. You may already know this as well. You can tell me all about it at dinner. Would you like to join me in my carriage? It will get us there much faster. Uh, unfortunately, we are not in a, oh, a place to accept the lady invitation. does not like to be disappointed. I've been so hungry. I haven't eaten all day. I've been waiting for my guests. And I understand. And there wasn't a date on the invitation, so I guess we had presumed that it was more of a open-door policy. Let me speak to my dearest Irina, and I will be on my way. All right. Well, here she is, right here in the back. Uh, Children, go to Mr. Morgan, please. No, let them stay. Children, please, I insist, go to Mr. Morgan. And children, she turns towards them, and you see as her eyes flash red, I insist that you stay. And you see as all three of them stop, almost frozen. Now, please, ladies, move to the side. And as she looks at you, she moves closer and you feel her breath on the side of your face. She reaches around your neck. Your button has come undone. And she slowly buttons. She slowly buttons the button at the back of your neck. And she slides her hand down the side of your face as she curls one of the curled tendrils. You look ravished. 
and she walks past you slowly. And she leans in to Irina and she whispers something. You can see the tenseness in Irina's body, but she still doesn't seem to fear this woman. I'm standing right next to Irina. Like I've moved out of the way, but I still, I'm as close as I can to be next to her. So, so I'm, I'm just staring, trying to You're to watching to this. What... You, you can see the hairs on Irina's body stand on end as Stradania breathes into her ears as she's whispering so softly that all you can feel are the vibrations of her voice. And you see Irina shudder. She steps back a little bit and she moves aside part of her dress and she pulls out three dolls and hands them to the children. Oh. For the wee little babies. Do they look like the doll? They they don't. They look like actual dolls. They're not the same make, not the same style. They look almost... um, a vintage worth thing here, almost vintage old. They've okay. got a weight, a gravitas to them. I'm going to try she, this one more time, if I may. Does it look like the doll from Death House? It does not. Okay. And she hands it to them, and they take it, but they seem nervous. She smiles down at them, flashing her teeth pearly white for just a second and you linger trying to look but it's so quick you're not sure if you saw what you think that you saw and the children seem to be completely enamored as they take them she squeezes their little hands find comfort with my darling with my darling Irina she will take such good care of you little ones and as for my new friends please don't let me down a second time Dinner soon. My carriage will be waiting when you're ready. Yes, of course, very soon, and we will very much look forward to it. I especially look forward to understanding how you know so much about us without ever having met us until this very moment. It is so interesting, isn't it? Ah, uh, indeed, I would love to a know. A learned how you man know. like you could learn so much from a learned woman like me. I have no doubt. Yes, we will have a lovely evening. Make sure to bring your appetites. Yes? Yeah, yes. Well, then it is goodbye for now. I will be seeing you. It's a All pleasure, of you. my lady. And she looks to you, Victoria. And you see as her face does not move, but you see her eyes wander the entirety of your body. I'm going to get like, full body chills. <laughs> Because I have them right now. <laughs> she, she turns around and you see as she straightens her spine. It's almost as like the the setting of the sun and the rising of the moon glints off of her skin as she slowly makes her way back into the carriage. You see her hand reach out one more time and it waves to absolutely nothing as the door slides shut. And the horses begin to move as the carriage rolls down the road. As soon as the carriage leaves, I'm going to immediately turn to the children. Like, hey, 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 kids, hey, hey, hey. We'll, get, let me see the dolls. I just I just want to make sure they're all right. We'll get you better dolls. We'll get you better toys. 
May I, please? But, but the pretty lady gave them to us. Did you see her outfit? She must have so much money. Uh, yes. Do you think she needs a little boy named Tommy? Probably, yes, but but first we need to make sure that those toys are all right. We're she looks up. Safe. I'm sorry, Irina. I don't mean to trade you in for a new mommy. I will stay with you and protect you. Pew, pew. Can I please see the doll? Please. Oh, yeah, sure. I don't play with dolls. And he throws the doll at you. Professor. I, mean, I play with these. And he just has his fingers there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll call us. And I take 10 minutes to cast the tech magic. They are not they're not magical in any way. All right. All they're right, simply all right. dolls. All right. All right. It's fine. It's I, fine. Give, give, make sure. It's fine. It's all right. I turn to Irina. How, are you okay? I'm, I'm perfectly fine. I... I felt almost entranced, like I couldn't say or do anything at all. But I wasn't, I didn't feel scared. It was like that moment, you know, when we were fighting those, those horrifically large wolves, and I was afraid for all of our lives, and I just, I took my knife and I just rendered it. And I never would have done that. And I, and I felt sure of myself, but also incapable. What, what in the nine hells was that? Irina, what that was that was Lady Stradonia. That was the Countess. Well, I, I mean, I know, but what the hell? What did she say to you, Irina? I, I don't remember. It made me feel wicked. Can I insight check her when she says I don't remember? Yes. Uh, nine. She seems to be really shaken up. So, as far as you can tell, she's being honest. I put my hand on her back and give her a rub. Oh, oh that gave me the chills. Uh, thank you. I'm rubbing my hand up her back, but I'm also trying to like make contact with the back of her neck to touch her skin and just feel how she's, she's feeling. Sweating. Um, she's perspiring uh, pretty profusely, actually. But you feel around her neck, and she she sees what you're doing, and she grabs your hand. You can look at them. They're fine. They're mosquitoes. Oh, I wasn't looking for that. I was just making sure you were feeling all right. I wanted to make sure you didn't have a fever. Oh, well, sorry. I'm a little jumpy. That's okay. Is she feeling cold or like she's flushed? Yeah. She's definitely flushed. Like she's she's feeling completely shaken up. But she doesn't feel like overly hot or no. overly cold. No, she doesn't seem like she has an affliction. She's while, just emotional. While they're all having conversations, I want to like lean in towards Sarnax and quietly to him just be like... I do not like where this is going. I will <clears throat> look at him and then look at Irina and uh, say, Neither do I. She wishes us to be afraid. She thinks she can toy with us after our message we sent last evening. I am going to step forward to uh, Irina. I'm going to hold my lantern up. I'll narrow my eyes. So I look at her and I'll say, what personal relations have you had with the Countess? I, I couldn't tell you. I, it's all a blur. It's, foggy, but I feel a sense of, familiar, of familiarity, a sense of 
for a moment longing. Now I feel a sense of repulsion and disappointment in myself for not being stronger, for not being an adventurer like you told me I could be. I find that I feel quite the same. She's rather She has a way on you, doesn't she? She does. It was jealousy when she touched you. Die. She shakes her head. I don't know. I, I don't know how to answer your question. I know that I've seen her. I know that I've talked to her, but I could not tell you what was said. I couldn't tell you when. Irina. Yes. Come on now. I told you, we gotta steal ourselves. Yes, I will be strong for Tommy and Myrtle. Please. And Alana. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what this is, but we gotta be strong. You have to, you must make sure that they know her, presumably her magic is strong, but you have to, she charms you or overcomes you in any way. Try to fight it, if you can. Yes. You have to understand that she doesn't mean you well, and she certainly doesn't mean these children well. And how do you know that? I don't know. I listened to everything you've said, from the time we started traveling until now, and we've met horrific things. I've seen them, but none of them had her mark. She was not there in that windmill. She did not have a hand in what they were doing as far as I could tell. But it's assumptions that we're making and what if she is our what if the, the woman in the tent was wrong? What if we're not meant to kill her? What if she's our ally? At the end of the day she was turning a blind eye. She was fully aware of what was going on in that window. How do you know she was about how do you know she was capable of doing it? Look at your skin woman look at your neck your breasts, your arms, she's been feeding upon you. I told you, it's a bite. These are the marks insect. of a vampire. But not for I know nothing of what you speak. Did you see her when she smiled? Did you see her foul fangs? Her fangs? Snap no. out of it. She's been coming to you. She's been charming you. I saw how you interacted. She's done this before. And that was the proof that I needed. She acted like she knew you. Felt like I knew her. It was so strange. And why do you think that is? Don't yell like that in front of the children. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's right, though. Monsters like like that thing, they prey upon people by people who can't fight for themselves. I can fight for myself. Then prove it. Well, do it. I have. I've shown you. You don't know what it's like. You know. You felt but a small bit of it. They don't understand what it's like for us. But I don't think they are immune to her. She just hasn't chosen them yet. I don't think any of us are immune. And I'm not asking any of us to be immune. She's very powerful, but the point is we don't know her intentions yet. We've heard lots of different things, and yes, we haven't seen her mark on any of these explicitly. But I've seen enough now to be convinced, and especially seeing that powerful divination magic. That's what convinced me. I'm not saying I trust her. I'm saying I am reserving my judgment. I choose to trust nothing. Shepard, turning a blind eye alone in a land that is ruled by her atop her castle, 
is a sign of endorsement. And you mention her abilities. It was she that entered the death house and put an end to the evil, horrible, powerful people that made it the horror show that it is. And you think she would not have the ability to do what we just did? I don't know. We almost... We almost didn't even make it out of the house. I, I don't I don't understand any of this. I've lived my life in a home with a father and a brother, and we have kept our heads down, and we've been fine until recently. I don't know any of this. I, I've never encountered hag-only stories. How am I supposed to know whether she is capable of doing anything about them? How am I supposed to know what her capabilities are? I've never heard of a, well, I've heard of a vampire, but I don't understand what they do or how they function. And you look to me as if I should have answers. I don't have the answers you seek. I don't have the memory I wish that I had. We're not blaming you. We're not. We're not asking anything of you that isn't possible. But what we are saying is, think for a second. It almost took the five of us. After you saw what we did yesterday, we almost didn't make it out of that death house. And she walks in and slaughtered racks of cultists like it was nothing. So the story says yes. She could have done that very thing to this coven of hags. Probably with a lot less pain and than I, it took us. And I hope if that is true that she would have. But for now... I'm going to keep I'm going to keep my thoughts open. I'm not going to vilify someone who I've not seen do any wrong. Besides but I'm, upon your very body. I've never seen it happen. The evidence is all over you. Tell that to the good doctor, as you would say. They told me I was bitten by mere insects. I'm sorry if I'm more chance to believe a doctor than a group of adventurers, even if one should be a librarian. It's very possible the doctor may be under the Countess's employment. They may have been charmed into... I'm not saying that I believe that she is good. I'm saying I don't have enough proof to believe that she's evil. And until then, I will watch and I will keep my eyes open and I will be smart because what I do know is that assumptions only get you so far and sometimes it can be your end. I will not act until I have proof and so far all I have are horrible, horrible ideas and fears. I admire your Commitment to the truth and to facts, and I agree that we don't have a mountain of evidence yet. But I hope to show you what's truly going on. I hope to prove it. Well, if you believe in fate as much as we all say that we believe in fate, then there's a very good chance we'll meet this doctor, so-called. We'll get to the bottom of all this. I have no doubt we will. But as for now, I'm not enjoying standing on this crossroads. Yes, we must leave. Let's move with haste and get somewhere safe where there are preferably people and no more wolves. And we are going straight to the church. To Velaki. To hallowed ground. To Velaki, then. Agreed. Okay, you begin to make your way towards Velaki. The children, it takes them about 10 to 15 minutes um, of telling ridiculous jokes and 
they find them hysterical. They burst out into laughter. None of you are swayed, but you, you smile and you, um, you engage with them, but they are finally able to bring Irina out of her thoughtfulness as she then begins to, um, tell jokes with them and she'll occasionally swing one on her arm and lean down and tickle them. And it's as if her spirits are returning to her as you begin to make your walk. And it takes a few hours, multiple times you have to stop and rest for the children. Um, on occasion, you allow them to ride on your shoulders and give them some, a brief respite from the wear on their small feet as the old Spalic Road meanders into a valley washed over by dark, brooding mountains to the north and to the south. The woods recede, revealing a sullen mountain burg surrounded by a wooden palisade. Thick fog presses up against this wall, as though looking for a way inside. The first road ends <laughs> at a set of sturdy iron gates with a pair of shadowy figures standing behind them. Planted in the ground and flanking the road outside the gates are a half dozen pikes with wolves' heads impaled on them. Who goes there? I state your business, state your names. I noticed Professor Harder. Well, uh, we are, my name is Professor Clinton Azran, and this is my expedition. I'm from Miss Hallery University, and I'm the archaeology professor there. And, and what uh, business do you have in Vlocky? Uh, well, um, uh, we have several orders of business, but this is part of my research. Research on what? Research on the wonderful land of Barovia, of course. Have you heard of anything like this? No, I've never heard anything. And they begin whispering back and forth. Who sent you? State all of your names. Name Shepard. Connor. Sornax of the Edelwood. I'm Miss Victoria Isaacs. And I am Irina Koliana. The daughter of the burgomaster of the village of Barovia. Did you say your name was Irina Koliana? Yes, yes, sir. I, I was sent uh, by my brother. Over the gate. You hear as the gates, as they open before you, these two uh, town guards are fully armored. Both of them. Um, crossbows on their back, spears in their hands, sword at their side, as they are up on this um, parapet at the top of this wooden palisade as they look down at you. Well, you may enter then. Thank you. What is this place? Um, I... You enter in, and as, as you enter in, slowly walking through, you see that this town has a different air about it than than the previous town did. And you look around and there are people milling about and you see that on some of these houses there are old ribbons and streamers. Um, you see it, occasional pikes with wolves' heads on them. And you see notices about town festival, town festival. As you begin to walk into into the town. Uh, what's the name of the church that we're trying to find? The, the, church, the church that you had heard of was the Abbey of St. Markovia. Yeah. The Abbey of St. Markovia. We need to find refuge for these children as quick as possible. Yes, of course. So as we're passing through the gate, if I have a chance to uh, to ask one of the guardsmen, um, 
Can you direct us to the? Uh, can you direct us uh, the fastest way to to the Abbey of Saint Valkovia? And you're just asking someone random. I'm asking just one of the guards. Oh, that's a uh, that's not in in town here. Wrong, wrong town, friend. Wait, wait. You're you're looking for Kresk. If you're if you're planning on heading on to the Abbey, uh, you, you can you can talk uh, you can talk to the uh, you can talk to the father over at St. Andrews. Were, were we mistaken? What? How, how could we make a mistake like that? What, what, what is your business with the Abbey, Kresk? Uh, well, we we've heard that it is a very uh, impressive church in Barovia and uh, full of much hallowed ground. And, and it, as part of my research, I would love to, to go see well, You're myself. looking for hallowed ground. St. Andrew's is where you want to be. All right. The, the bones of St. Andrew lie beneath the altar there. I mean, you couldn't get more hallowed. Oh. It's one of the safest places in all of Barovia. I, I... The other the other guard nudges him. What are you doing talking to them about that? I almost said an Irish accent. Oh, uh, professor, maybe yes. we should head over there immediately. Yes, of course. Um, well, uh, how do we get there? Well, you just head. It's on the opposite side of town, but head straight through the main thoroughfare. And um, if you look at the map, uh, if you head straight oh, towards Old Spalick Road, there is a red building shaped like an almost like a cross that you'll find happens to be. Yes, with an attached, uh, perhaps is that like a graveyard or some kind of fence there? Professor, we should get going. Yes, of course. Right, right to say. Right right thank you, gentlemen. We, we appreciate you. the help. As soon as they are out of earshot, Professor, did you hear what they said? About what? Please, to please tell me you were Professor. Come on, you're a lot smarter than me. So that the city, the abbey is in a different city. No, <laughs> they got bones laying under that abbey. Oh, you mean like the the, the prophecy, the or the, 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 the goddamn Taroka cards? Oh, my oh yes, uh, the 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 first. It was it was, it was the first one. Is that right? Victoria, Correct. my notes. Victoria, yeah. may, I believe I had you write these down, Victoria. Yes, it's, it's the card, the traitor. Read it aloud, please. This card tells of history. Knowledge of the ancient will help you better understand your enemy. That's right. Look for a wealthy woman, a staunch ally of the devil. She keeps the treasure under lock and key with the bones of an ancient enemy. Ancient enemy of... We gotta find out who this saint is. We gotta find out who this saint is. Maybe it's indeed. enemy. Hallowed ground. Mr. Walking, you're genius. No, I, nothing. I, this, this is Professor Job. I just happened to notice it was strange they mentioned this guy's got to be a pretty big deal, the saint. If, if people are talking about him, you know, however many hundreds of years later. Very clever. Very clever indeed, Shepard. Well, while we are walking through town, let's look for the biggest house or the biggest manor. Perhaps we can ask around to see if there's some very wealthy person that may be this ally. Uh, you make your way through the streets of Velaki and you see that there is a an air of levity to this place more so than you had experienced in the village of Barovia. And there are significantly more people walking around. And those that walk past you, they, they look at you quizzically. They're not familiar with seeing people here. But they don't stare for too long, though they make no 
motion to engage you in conversation. They still don't shrink away from you, which is what you had, which is what you had um, experienced in the village of Barovia. And you make your way towards along this path until you get to a section that splits off in multiple directions. And it's here looking for large houses that you can see that off one road to the right, there is a large mansion. But in kind, off to the left, there's also another large mansion. So far, the two biggest homes that you've seen in all of Barovia at all. And you continue on your way, just making a mental note of these two houses. As you continue along the path, and it, it takes you about an hour to travel from... No, it doesn't take you an hour. It takes you about 15 minutes to travel from the entrance gate to this church. Looking at it, this slouching centuries-old stone church has a bulging steeple in the back and walls lined with cracked, stained glass windows depicting pious saints. A fence of wrought iron encloses a garden of gravestones next to the church. A thin mist creeps among the graves. So it's still a misty town. Eternally misty. You are standing standing outside. Are there any, like, lights in the windows or anything? You can see that there's a flickering of candlelight inside. It seems to be well illuminated. Made it, it seems. Shall we go in? Yes, we shall. Let's just prepare in case the powerful ally may be the priests inside. It is truly hallowed ground. The servants of the Countess should not be able to set foot. But... We will all stay on guard. Agreed. We go in. You make your way up the stone steps to the large wooden doors, and you take hold of the the handles and you pull them open. You make your way inside, and you see that there are rows and rows of, of pews, And it seems to be nearly empty. There is one small woman towards the back who is knelt in prayer. Statues lining the walls towards the very front. One large statue of what appears to be a saintly man. And a man stands there in pure white, holy robes. His head bent over as he recites prayer directly in front of the statue. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. You're literally at the very back of the church. This would be like you screaming oh. down a Catholic church. Well, we will. Uh, <laughs> what you could okay, do? So, I, so, <laughs> so basically, we should think like Catholic church, stained windows, a bunch yes. of pews, all the way up to an altar. Yes. Okay. Um, so I will walk. If you're Yo! loud, if anyone's ever been in like a Catholic church, what up, Daniel? Like super echoey, uh, and like. Like every little sound gets amplified a ton, and so I guess we'll just sort of walk our way slowly up to the front of the church. You make your way to the first three, or the last three pews, technically the first three pews from the altar, and Irina is constantly trying to wrangle the kids. They want to go light the candles or play with the statues, and, and she's trying to wrangle them while keeping some semblance of silence. As the 
the attention that you are drawing, not there are many um, patrons here, it, it can no longer be avoided. As you see the man rise and he turns to look at you, his eyes look tired, his dark circles beneath them, his he's older, the crow's feet around his eyes and around his mouth are clearly visible as he turns towards you and you're welcome to the Church of St. Andrew. I am Father Lucian. It is great to have you. Father Lucian, it's a pleasure to meet you, Professor Clayton Azran. He shakes your hand slowly. Uh, this is an expedition uh, for Miss Tower University. and uh, An expedition at my church. Yes, yes. Oh, I see. Uh, but I guess now we've... Come a long way and, and You have come certainly... on a pilgrimage to see the bones of St. Andrew. Well, that is certainly uh, part of why I'm here, yes, to learn more about St. Andrew and, and learn more about the, the gods that you all worship. Or oh, God, I suppose. There's just one it or is two. the god, the morning lord. The morning lord, right. And you do not worship the moon god. Not in this church, though her worship is appreciated. We are a priesthood of the morning world. Well, um... It's a beautiful church. Thank you. It is very beautiful. Uh, do you happen to have any services here, perhaps a mass? In the evening, we have service from 7 to 8. 7 to 8. Well, I would love to attend that, of course. And uh, do you offer any other services to Velaki? Is there perhaps uh, an orphanage or confession or maybe community service? Those can be arranged should they need to be, yes. What we cannot uh, count for here at the church, we deliver to the Abbey of St. Markovia. Well... well uh, sorry, I, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm, I'm stepping out of turn here, but uh, the children, the orphanage, the service, that's not something you... The actually... children. And you see as he looks down for the first time and sees, ah, the the children, they are without parents. That, that's correct. And, and we're looking for a safe place for them, but I, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that if, if you're talking about just shipping them off to another abbey. How many do you have here? Three. I believe we would have room for three. Well, well I mean, what's it, what's it like? Are, are, is it comfortable? Are, are they going to be all right? Yes, they would have rooms here at the church, and they would learn the word of the morning Lord, and they would help in service, they would attend classes, and eventually they would make their way into society. <clears throat> well, what about meals? I mean, are they going to be well-fed and, and taken care of? We are not going to fatten them up, but they will eat enough. Father, that is a strong name, Lucian. Were you named after anyone? I was not. Do you have a surname? Petrovich. Thank you. Petrovich. Do you have room for adults as well? I'm not sure I understand what you're asking. Uh, well, Miss Irina here. Uh, has come from a long way. I'm sorry, oh, what, what are you asking? Well, uh, I'm asking if perhaps while we further investigate all the darkness that's happening here. No, I'm not coming with you. 
I'm, I'm so sorry, Father. What, what do you mean I'm not coming with you? I thought the entire purpose was that you were bringing me here for an adventure. Well, yes, I believe the adventure is coming to a new town and exploring it and now perhaps looking after these children here at the church. You see as the small girl looks up. Lady Irina, you're not going to leave us, are you? Please don't leave us. And Irina grabs her hand and she... She looks down at her. Of course not, darling. I wouldn't leave you. And she looks up at you and almost gives you this look of disdain for for a second, feeling like you turned the child on her by saying what you said. I I would not dream to to leave you. Um, Yes, father, if the children are to stay, would you mind if I... Would it be possible for me to pay for a room to stay as well? I, I could be their caregiver and I could help in whatever way you need. Well... We are in need of somebody new to work in the nursery. So if you believe that you can handle these small children, I will not charge you to stay with the church. It would be our pleasure to have you here and to assist with these small children. There is some paperwork that needs to be done, but I will... We can handle it shortly. Father, do we stand upon hallowed ground? Are you a holy man? Yes, I am. Not in the way that you define it, but yes, I am. He looks you up and down. And who do you serve? Who do you worship? Garrix, the Fire Lord. I don't like the dark, sinister nature that is around you. It is off-putting for a man of God. It's very interesting for someone to say such a thing. We you are live. slowly moving your claws in my direction. <laughs> if you live in a land that is dark and evil itself, when a simple lizard such as myself is simply trying to bring the light. Living in a land of darkness does not by its very nature make you dark. It is those that hold the torches in the darkness that bring the light. That is what we do at the Church of the Morning Lord. What we do not, however, is try to intimidate those around us. Do not brandish your claws in my face. You are in my house now, man of God. I do not use these claws for rending and tearing. They are simply on my person. Then keep them at your side. Sarnax comes off a little strong initially, but I promise he's a good person. That may be so, but when you are meeting people for the first time, you should bring the best version of yourself you would want them to see, for people cannot know your intention or what you do with your claws. They see what they see at first sight. Yes, apologies for for Sarnax. He he means well, trust me. He's, He's a very holy man, and he has done great good, especially in helping these children. In fact, uh, young Alana here, he, he saved from the brink of death. He, you see a smile on his face as he looks down. Little one, is that true? And for the first time, you hear her speak. It, it was true. You see, I was having the worst dreams. But, but all of a sudden, 
he lit me on fire. And then I was not dying anymore. And you see for a moment, uh, confusion and fear cross the, the um, Father Lucian's face. And he looks back to you. He looks back to the little girl and he inspects her. Well, you look like you are doing well, my child. You will grow strong and happy here. Tell the man what I am, child. Oh, he's my guardian lizard. He He's the fire lizard. I am a dinosaur. Oh, no, that's what Myrtle calls you. But I know you're not a dinosaur. I'm dinosaurs were birds, not lizards. Don't all children like dinosaurs? Yes, but you're not a dinosaur. I am terrible You're more like this. a gaming or a crocodile. <laughs> Thank you, child, for your knowledge of reptiles. <laughs> or like a Komodo dragon. Do you see, father? <laughs> I and mean, you, you see as Tommy steps out and he says, are. Yeah, you know, he's like, he's more like a lizard. And I'm a hero. That's right. And he stands in front of you, Sarnax. Don't worry, Sarnax. I will protect you from this mean man. Now, Tommy, he's not mean. The father oh. does well. He means well. And he holsters his finger guns. I'm sorry, sir. That's, you look like you could probably be nice, but he's my friend. We're all just getting to know each other. And you see as he does your stance. Things are a little tough right now, that's all. And he puffs his chest up. I've gained a lot of muscle walking for one day. That is true, child, but fear not. He is not being mean. He is doing what he should be. If a strange, scaled figure holding a lantern claiming to be a worshiper of a god that has never been seen in a land, enters your church. It is only the reasonable thing to be distrustful. We're all just doing the best we can. I would tell the father that I myself am a lantern bearer in the darkness, in the fog, simply attempting to shine my light into the darkness. Roll a persuasion check oh, at advantage with oh, the help shit. of the children. Yeah, kids. Oh, shit. <laughs> when your dice suck, just have some kids help you. <laughs> and can we talk about what Kels just said? Spin-off <laughs> movie of a dinosaur babysitting three orphan kids featuring The Rock <laughs> coming spring 2020. <laughs> Uh, exactly what's happening. Uh, literally, uh, I believe uh, 19. Um, he yeah, looks for a second um, as if he's uncertain, but he looks between the kids and he sees how happy they are. And um, he sees the faith that they have put in all of you and the, um, and the awe in which they look up at all of you. And well, Children see often what adults will not. And if they see good in your hearts, then I will trust that that you do not come here with foul intentions. I have not known one of your kind, let alone one one that claims to be a man of the gods. We should move this conversation to my back room. It should not be out here. Yes, of course. You said your name was Irina. Yes, it, it is. 
Please, if you make your way to the front, the room on the right, they will set you up with the paperwork needed to to help us attend to the children. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, I, I guess this could goodbye then for now. At the very least, you, you're not going to leave me here. No, no, no. For, for now, just stay here with the children. Keep an eye on them. It's just that they're so attached to And there's yeah. grave danger of folks we need time to investigate. And while you are quite capable with that knife, I think it's best that you stay here on hallowed ground and... And I urge you, you do not leave this place. No matter what. No matter what, until we come back for you, all right? Just give us a few hours. The fate of your soul depends on it. I will never get used to you. Yes, I promise I will stay. I will stay with the children and I will guard them. And please, just tell me everything that happens. Just, I hate to say it, but it's been lovely going on an adventure with all of you. Though, I will say, I'm incredibly, incredibly privileged that I did not have to witness what you did inside of that window. That aside, I've enjoyed your company greatly. And I've enjoyed your company, and you've made a lovely member of my expedition. Oh, so. could I say that, Irina, a member of Clayton Azran's expedition for Miss Tallery University? That's right, you, you certainly can. The great librarian from Miss Tallery University. And I promise, if you make sure that you do not step foot off of this hallowed ground, there will be more adventures in store. Great. And ensure that the children do not leave as well. I will do as such, the, thank you. The priest should hopefully take very good care of you. You shouldn't have to leave for any reason. Well, with that, I will hurry these little ones along. And, all right, children, we have to go sign some paperwork, so come with me. And they begin to move forward as you see Tommy kind of look back, and he kind of shuffles his foot from side to side, and he he tugs on her dress. Could I have just one moment, please? And she's, sure, Tommy, wait right here for you. And he starts to run over, but then he, like, writes his stance and he starts to walk in the way that Shepard does. And he walks up to you and he goes, Well, is it okay if I say that I'm going to miss you? Or does that not make me tough? Buddy, the first thing you're going to have to learn is that there's no such thing as not being tough if you think you're hiding your feelings, it's it's fine. It's all right. I'm going to miss you too. But it doesn't mean that this is the end. We're coming back. I'm going to see you again soon. Okay. Then I'm going to miss you most of all. And, um, buddy. <clears throat> buddy, I'm really tough. That's pretty good. Keep working on it. And then he turns to Victoria and to Kana. Howdy, ma'am. And he has no hat, but he tips his hat. And I he bow turns. like full 90 degrees. He turns and he, he, he shuffles away. He looks back quickly and he smiles. So cute. And I just give him a little like finger gun. Like. And he runs over and he grabs um, he grabs Irina's hand and they all shuffle off down the down the church. 
boy. <laughs> so cute. If anything happens to this family, <laughs> I will actually burn this house. <laughs> I just want up to let everyone know that I will, I, will, I will physically burn down your house. That's all I'm saying. If anything happens to anyone. He's a hell of a drug. You, you heard that, chat. If you find you out that our house burned down, you know why. Yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I tremble to think about what would have happened had we not slain the coven. I, I, I try not to think about it. To those children, you would certainly be killed. Are we out of earshot? Of I thought we were. Irina and the children. Of Irina and the children, yeah. yeah. Uh, professor, I don't, yes. I don't mean to be uh, again presumptuous, but. Uh, we're, we still have to deliver Irina to the other Abbey. That was the goal. I, I just was mistaken in thinking that it was here. But we were strictly told. Do we, out of character, did we, did he specifically mention the Abbey? Or did he just mention Hallowed Ground? He said that he believed there was an Abbey and he gave you a name, and he said he just wanted you to get her to hallowed ground. Okay. He knew that Velaki was well fortified. I He's okay. also never been to Velaki, so... Who, who told us about the one that started with an M? He did. He did. Oh, okay. He named it. He just easily could have been confused. He was mistaken. Yes. Right, right. Okay, that's what I thought. He gave okay. us wrong information, but didn't well, and, and, and maybe, maybe this is fine. Maybe we can, maybe she's okay here, but I'm, I'm just... People make mistakes. It just seems like it was pretty uh, on purpose that he mentioned this this other abbey. Well, I believe no matter what, this is temporary. And I fully plan to, once we investigate Velaki and we see, we figure out what the hell is going on. Perhaps we can come collect her and, and, and take her with us to the abbey. Or maybe she'll be settled here in the church. Either way, uh, I just want to make sure that she's safe for now. And she's in grave danger, as are the children, they would be if they were to continue journeying, journeying, journeying with us. I, I 100% agree. They're in good hands for now, but this is a large town, it seems. We've got some exploring to do. It's better that we leave them in the same place when oh. we do it. Damn it! You know, I meant to ask the, the father if, if, if when we he's, were asking. He's still right there with you. We yeah. were going to, to his back room to discuss further, so perhaps you can still ask oh, him. Perfect. It was about services. I, I assume he, he asked us about a pilgrimage to see the bones. I wonder if they do like a viewing or some sort of, of, of scheduled uh, uh, appointments or something along those lines each day, or if it's yes. uh, some sort of. Father, we should, could we see the bones? We should talk about this in the other room. Yes, let's just go, go so, to the so, back room. Please. He escorts you around the pews and into a side area. He opens, he pulls out a small metal key ring and unlocks the door, pushes it open. And you find yourself in a very small room. A, it's sparsely decorated, a few um, holy symbols around the room, a desk and a few chairs. Uh, the chairs are wooden, don't seem comfortable at all, but he ushers you to sit down as he takes his off the desk. Will. I think that it may be at it may be good fate that you have made your way here when you did. You mentioned the bones of Saint Andrew, and I overheard you talking to your friend. What is the purpose of her staying on hollowed ground? Well, I suppose we should be honest with you, Father. 
she seems to be enamored unwittingly with the Countess Shudanya von Zorovich. I see. I see very much. So she visits her oh, when she was at her home. She was being fed upon, had no memory of the fact, and even some physician came by and told her that there was very large mosquitoes that were feeding on her, her in the night. And so we need to bring her somewhere safe. Are we safe to, to assume? Do you... Can you keep her safe from the Countess? Until recently, you would be standing on hollowed ground. But recently, the bones of St. Andrew were stolen. By whom, Father? Son of a gun! I have my thoughts. Up until recently, I had never spoken about exactly where beneath the church the bones were resting. But recently, I confided in our altar boy, Yeska. Now I have talked to him, and he claims that, well, he has admitted that he told another soul of the exact location of the bones, but he will not tell me who. I am afraid that he may have told Milivoj. He tends the grounds and he buries the dead. This is not good. But Milivoj is young and his temper is hot. He, if I confront him, I am an old man. I do not know what he may do. We have ways to make him speak the truth, Father. I do not I do not want to profess guilt, but I have a hunch that if anyone was going to get the information out of Yeska, it would be Mimikos. Is he here on the grounds as we speak? He may be in the graveyard outside. I mean, if, if we need to, we can round these boys up, scare as the day out <laughs> You know, that might be exactly what they need. That's right. I just, I'm curious, is there a, a wealthy person here in town, an especially wealthy person that might be an ally of Stradonia? That is a strange question, friend. I might have the answer you seek, but I don't want to make enemies. What? Would you need of a person like this? Yes. You know, I, I do not want to be involved. Then there is a wealthy woman. Yes. Woman. There is Lady Walker. Lady Walker. How how might you spell that? W a c h t e r. You might think it was Walker, but. The book says it is Wachter. <laughs> so in another land, we might pronounce it Wachter. It is true. So Lady Lady Wachter, does she have any connection with this Millivolt? None that I am aware. Where in town does she live? If you continue to head towards the east gate, you will find a fork 
that heads up to the north gate that leads you towards Lake Zarovich. Her house is the large mansion along that road. You cannot miss it. Nice. Uh, thank you. Uh, this is very He hands useful. you a, a pamphlet and a map. And here you can go into town and you can schedule a boat ride or a uh, fishing trip. Mm. I'm kidding, oh, none of that happens. Those, those duck tours. Gotta lighten them up. Lighten the mood sometimes. Yacht tour. Yacht tour. Uh, <laughs> I've been on one of those. I love yacht tours. So Lady Wachta, she's actually Yachta, and she's in charge no. of the yacht. No, tours. she she actually has the opposing Remember company. Remember that time we played, tours. we played D and D and witnessed a breaking and entering in our own home. <laughs> God. You Stay tuned for the next video. Oh my god, I forgot about that. I thought it was a true reference. No, I completely forgot Do you about have that. Tour? No, get the fuck out of my house! <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for the next video. Oh my god, I totally forgot I'm about that. I'm gonna make a note. I'm gonna make a note. Look at my Avengers and Chill list on yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Oh my gosh, Jesus. that is so funny. Oh if you want to hear about the yacht tours, please save Romantis and Chill. It's just literally B and E while we're playing D and D. D and D B and I will step forward and I will say. Uh, so you mean to say that the young lady is not safe from the countess while she is in this church? Well, the countess has never made her way to our church even after the bones were taken. But while they are here, this is hollow ground. She cannot step upon it. Until then, she could come to Velatu, but she does not. There is much more here than just a church. Well, let's assume for a minute she knows that she can't step here when the bones are here, right? If she doesn't know that they're gone, we might only need a, a day or two to get them back. It is important that you do not say to anyone that you are looking for the missing bones. We wouldn't dream of it. We wouldn't want her to find out. No. It is imperative that nobody in the village knows. Agreed. It would cause a widespread panic. We will stay silent on the matter. But in the meantime, let us find this grave digger and... As you said, scare the Asmodeus. Yeah, Asmodeus. Out of them. Yeah. This is turn phrase. And Father, we should mention that the girl's father has passed rather recently. And it seems that since he has, she's had no, no more of these bites. Now, it's only been but a few days, perhaps a week at most, but... There's been some weird stuff going on. There has been some, some strange Interesting. I will keep note. There is no safer place for her or the wee babes but here. I Thank will you, keep my eye on them. I will not allow them to leave the church. Before we part ways, and I'm sure we'll see each other very soon. I sure hope we do. Do you have any material on your girl, on the morning lord? I would love to learn more about him, about your, your rituals, about... His, his great feats and miracles. You bring me back the bones of Saint Andrew, and I have a tome with your name on it. All right. Uh, just one last thing. Uh, is there a place where we can uh, 
do some trading. I mean, we've come a very long way and we're pretty low on supplies. We just need to do a little bit yes, of you, Yes, of course. And you probably would like to sleep. I'm, I'm assuming that you will immediately jump on this endeavor. But you, you should rest at some point this evening. Um, the Blue Water Inn is uh, the place that you will find rested. Oh, oh, perfect. And, and if you need us, just send for us there. I will. We'll I come will. right back. I will. And if you need anything at all, you have a friend in me. Thank you, Father. Yes, address it to the Azaran expedition and it should find our way to us. Why are you thinking of having me, Father? Because Maya giggled at you, a friend. I was doing so well <laughs> not to crack. And then me Maya too. just goes, she's like, hey. <laughs> Damn it. Father, I, I didn't mean to take any more of your time than we please, already have. Please take as much as you need. Could you tell me about this St. Andrew? Who was he? She, perhaps? What significance did they hold for this church? St. Andrew fought against the conquering of Strahd was a martyr for the people. A deep enemy to the vampire countess. The bombs were attempted to be destroyed. But luckily, a group of holy men were able to keep a few. These are the only ones that are left. How powerful is this individual that, that his mere bones can stop her from coming too close? It is the act of martyrdom that gives the bones the power that they have. Wow. Yes, a it, great it sacrifice. It is through that sacrifice that the, the ground upon which they are buried becomes holy and sacred. That's pretty amazing. That is the power of God. Why does the Countess even allow worship of the Morning Lord in her realm. I would have thought she would have just snuffed it out. That's a great point. I do not believe that she finds our worship to be a hindrance to her. And if I'm being quite I think that she wants us to have hope. It makes it that much more special to her when she snuffs it out. God, what a sadist. I want to lean into the professor while they're talking and while the father's talking and very subtly just stage whisper should um, we ask the father about the doll dog the one that ran away I suppose we could I father yes I do not know friend the extent of your magic but I would like you to take a look at this um and the, uh, the case will open, and I will pull out the doll. Close the case. Uh, this doll has some kind of magic upon it. I don't know if you would take a look. I don't know what good my magic would be in this case. I, you may leave it, and I, I will do my best. But uh, you might want to take that to the Toy Master. He might be able to give you... Some insight. It looks like one of his pieces. The, the, master. the, the toy master. The toy master. So there's there's a, an individual in town who makes things like yes. that. The rotund the rotund man with the monkey, Blinsky. Uh, I, I'm 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 sorry. You said with a monkey. 
Yes, the is, rotund man with the monkey. Yeah, pardon my ignorance, because as you can see, I point to the horns, I'm not really from around here. What are the chances that there's more than one man with more than one monkey? Probably slim to none. And I just look at the professor and I go, Are monkeys native to Barovia? No, but he is a funny He is a funny man. It does not surprise me the last time I saw him here, the monkey. Mm. Well, at the very least, we are greatly appreciative for all of your hospitality and information. You've been more help than you can ever know. And hopefully you will be more help to me than I could have hoped for. A I, blessing. I show him the map. and Do you mind pointing out where Strop is here? I do not. Let me consult the map. Wait, he didn't actually give us a map. That was a joke, right? He did. Oh, did he? Well, he gave us a map and, like, uh, pamphlets to a, to a yak tour. Yeah, yeah, no, you don't that. actually have a map. Uh, just for ease of you guys getting around. Yeah. Okay. But I can no, give you, I can directions. give you uh, directions. Okay, okay. Um... I thought so, the yak tour was a joke, but the map was for real. So. <laughs> no. Very gullible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should I should honestly you know better. Sweet summer child in the that's, dictionary. You'll that's see Maya. Um you <laughs> he, he tells you that you follow along the path back the way that you came. Mm-hmm. And shortly before you get to the road that would take you north towards Lady Wachter's house uh-huh. and Lake Zarovich, that there is a small, um, like, bladder-shaped area, which is oh, like a town squareish uh-huh. area. Nice and uh, Blinsky's yeah. Toys is there. Blinsky's. And Blinsky. does the book say bladder-shaped? No. <laughs> That's 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 just great, like a that's a great way to describe this. <laughs> um, you. one more thing, one more thing. Uh, pearls or, or, or gems or, or, or jewelry. Is there a place in town I could buy some pearls? Yeah, we did see a lot of octopus around here. Yes. You could attempt to ask at the Blue Water Inn. Pearls, you say? Pearls, yes. Or other, maybe other magical reagents. That will be your best bet. I'll last at the end. Well, thank you. We shouldn't waste any more time. We need to return the bones as quickly as possible. And yes, when please. in any doubt at all, send for us. If anything yes, is yes. amiss, I will let you know. Yes. You are, if you are looking for Milivosh, it would be in, in the graveyard. Would be your best we will bet. speak to him first. Well, Sonax, you may lead the way. Have you? Do I know where the way to the graveyard? Do we pass? It's literally oh, yeah. it's right outside. It's yeah, the yeah. church. It's like yeah. See, this is graveyard. It's graveyard. We will secure the bones, Father, and make this ground hallowed once again. Fear not. And I will turn and I will guide the group to the, uh, the grave digger, or to the graveyard where I hope to see the grave digger. You make your way outside to the small graveyard, and as you enter in the gate, the rusty hinges squeal as you open them, and it is not hard to see the tall, brawny man towards the very back, who is currently digging up an open or digging up a plot. I'll approach him. You, man digging in the grave, do you have a moment to speak? If you're looking to get me to take a pamphlet for your god, I've got one already, but thanks. I prefer to show the power of my god by demonstration. And I'm going to cast Zone of Truth around him as we, as we approach. 
It is. Uh, charisma fifteen. Natural seventeen. Oh fuck. Uh, no, he didn't. <laughs> 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 what would he make need to roll for to work, Mike? Seriously, divination wizards are the greatest. Oh, so I believe he rolled a ten, actually, Sarnax. I think you might. I don't trust this one. He rolled a ten. Yeah, no, you rolled a ten. Do you get to pick what? So he. So at the beginning of every day, he rolls two twenties, two twenties, and he gets to store those numbers and basically swap them in and out for things. But he can only do it twice. Fucking cool. Right? What is that? It's called Portent. It's his divination magic. And so in the morning, when I'm preparing my spells, reading my spell book, I drink my tea, and then I look at the tea leaves, and that's how I divine. He's able to see the future. I thought you were just giving random, like, meta flavors. No. He's able to basically see what's going to happen throughout the day and and affect it a little bit. Beam! Beam. Don't say it one more time, or we're going to summon Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Careful. Uh, so it's going to shoot this cast. Uh, and that's not even concentration. Fantastic. Uh, so as... and You see as he looks like he's shrugging it off and Clayton looks up and sees as it's happening and he's distracted by the immense um, height of your hat and the zone of truth lands around him as he... Is it overcomes him and he's unable to shrug off the magic? I suggest you don't take any step in any direction and you start answering Sarnak's questions truthfully. You see as he digs the shovel in and uh, tosses off some dirt and then he thro- he um, angles it up almost like he's about to wield it as a club. He's holding it in one hand. Well, sure, ask your questions, friend. Have you recently procured information from the altar boy? Yeah. What was the nature of that information? I believe if you do not wish to meet the business end of my companion Shepard's devices, you answer. I I crack my knuckles. Roll a an intimidation check at advantage. Mm. Ooh. Hot dog. Intimidation sixteen. Oh no, eighteen. Apologies. You see, he looks at you. He doesn't seem to be intimidated at all. And then he hears the cracking of Shepard's knuckles and he looks over and he kind of scoffs at you. And then he looks down and he sees justice and redemption and immediately his eyes get big and he shoves the uh, shovel down to the ground. I, yeah, he, secrets. He was giving me information about some secrets. What's it to you, friend? It is of the utmost importance to me, friend. Were the secrets related to bones of any variety? And I compel you to answer once again the business end. I lean down uh, where he's dropped the shovel, and I have it in both of my hands, and I'm holding it in front of him. He didn't drop the shovel. Oh. He just, he stuck it down into the ground, and he's holding onto it. He's just no longer holding oh, it okay. like a club. Okay, gotcha. Never mind then. He, he looks at you, and you see his eyes darting back and forth, but he makes no motion to speak. Professor. Yes? Perhaps you suggest that he answers my question. 
Perhaps you suggest you ask him who his employer is. Oh, uh, yes. And yes. where who, and whom he gave the answer to. Suppose I could grease him up a bit, and I, as I say that, I will pull out a drop of sweet oil, and I will pull out a bit of snake's tongue. And he looks at you pulling things out of your um, out of your pack, and he. Uh, there, there's no need. Yeska told me about the bones. I don't know what you're planning on doing with all that weird stuff you're pulling out of your pack, but back in my I, I assure you, my good man, it gets far weirder with him. So I suggest you be amenable to our questioning. We are not here. like I have much of a choice. You do not. Excellent observation. Now, what did you do with that information once you procured it from the Alpha Boy? I had the opportunity to sell it. I have to whom? Some, I have younger siblings that need to eat, all right? Understood. Understood. You procured payment, but I do not care why you did it. I need to know to whom you sold the information to. The coffin maker. Henrik Vanderborn. He seemed really interested in it. I heard in town that he was, he had heard about it and that he was offering quite a sum for more information. I happened to know where it was. I got a hefty sum for it. How many days ago was this? Three, maybe four. Damn. And did you, do you know anything? Did anyone come to exhume the bones? Oh yeah. No, he's got the bones. I, I got him the night Yeska told me about it. You dug the bones up with your oh, yeah, very it wasn't, own shovel? It wasn't hard. I took my shovel straight in stairs, popped the, popped the stone up, grabbed the bones. It was literally right there. So you sold him the bones? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, my brother and sister have to eat. I, I, what am I supposed to do about it? Bones aren't my problem. We, we gotta go. We gotta go find it right now. We, we can't wait. I mean, we talking days ago already, Professor. Yes, we must go and then... We will sort you out. Where, where is this coffin maker? You can find him in town. Henrik, what was his name? Henrik. Vandervoort. Vandervoort. The professor here will help feed your siblings if you promise not to speak of what we spoke of to another soul. For real? Are you serious? Yes. yes. How are you going to do that? I'll give you some gold. <laughs> How not, much? Not now. I'll give you 25 gold. It's nothing. It's nothing? It's nothing. Better than you leaving here with your jaw intact. I'll take it. Better than nothing. Pay him 25 gold, Professor. Here you are. Not a word to anyone. I promise, I promise. I'm in the thing, I promise. If we hear that you told anyone... I'm in the thing, I promise. These two monsters will make you regret it. He looks back and forth between... I'm in the thing, I promise. Give me the gold. Thank you for your cooperation. Yeah, happy to do it. Now I got a choice. And And he begins to start digging again. Drop the zone of truth. All right, we gotta go. Now. Let's go. Let's find this coffin maker right away. I feel like we're behind the ball already. Yes, yes, we must hurry. We must make haste. What, uh, is he still digging at a a particular grave? Does it have a headstone? No, No. he's just digging the block. He's just digging the block. 
And there's nothing around the area that he's taking that would suggest a name. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us ask Father where the coffin maker is. Save some time. Yes. I believe that is the proper course of action. Father? You are easily able to make your way inside, and you see that the father is uh, once again there uh, in front of the altar. Back so quickly. Yes, he sold the boat. And, uh, we should not have these conversations. Yes. Uh, where is the coffin maker? You, you see his face fall. Yes, well... You are going to have to make your way nearly back where you came from. So he instructs you that you make your way all the way back along the main road as if you're going towards the east entrance. Mm -hmm. You go past where the road diverges towards Lake Zarovich. You continue down uh, further until you get to another road that goes south. And it is along there that you'll see it. We'll head right there. Uh, um, good day, Father. I pull the Father aside really quickly as they're skirt as they're leaving. What do you know of his siblings? Millie, Millibosh, Bosh, Well, I know that he has them, and that he works sometimes. Not as hard as he should. And he gets paid well for it. What he does with the money is not. It's not up to me. I know he lost his parents and he takes care of his family. He is a surly boy, but I do believe that somewhere in there he has a good heart. Does he make enough to support the three of them? Or however many there are? Depends on how he spends his coin. Thank you. Thank you, Father. We'll return. So we go to the coffee maker. You're just going to head straight there. Yeah, we're just going to stomp right off, right? What time is it? Anything else you want to do? So let's see. You got up. You did all that stuff in the morning. I say you probably set out around 8 a.m. It was probably around 9 that you met up with Stradania. It probably took three hours, 9, 10, 11, 12. And so it's probably getting close to one or two in the afternoon oh, right now. Okay. okay. Yeah. Should we stop in and grab rooms and perhaps ask about pearls as well? By this point, I have deep bags under my eyes. <laughs> yeah, I mean it doesn't it doesn't hurt to just to just make sure we secure a place to sit tonight for sure. But we we gotta press on. The inn is is directly along the way on the main thoroughfare. Yeah, we may as well. We'll make a quick stop. All right. Why don't we take a nap? No, no, no. no. I, I I'm okay. I'm gonna make it to this evening and then I'll get a good night's rest when we're safe at the end. But we can't stop until we at least know where they are. That's it's right. too risky. I mean, we're fairly safe in this town. If you wanted to rest, I think the four of us could handle it. I think uh, we, no, I don't want to risk it. I, I can't. We definitely know. I, I, can, I can make it. I'll be all right. It's, it's not as bad as it looks. It's just one night. I'm fine. I've done, done way worse in the deserts. Very well. So we'll speak by the end on the way there. Gray smoke issues from the chimney of this large two-story wooden building with a stone foundation and sagging tile roof upon which several ravens perched. A painted wooden sign hanging above the main entrance depicts a blue waterfall. 
you make your way up the front stairs and step into a large room, tables about a large bar going across the back, as you're greeted by a small, plump woman. Hi, uh, welcome to the Blue Water Inn. Hello. Uh, Thank you, We need several rooms. Oh, how many? Um, oh, this is great. How, how many guests can your rooms accommodate? Oh, um, we only have one other guest at the moment, so we've got enough room for each of you if you'd like. Uh, let us take three rooms, please. Oh, lovely. That will be a total of uh, three electrum pieces. Electrum? Uh, all right. Well, uh, here you are. One and a half gold. I'm pretty good at my maths, Professor. Well, thank you. So one gold and five silver. Here you yes. are. Great. Um, thank you. So that's just for tonight. Yes. We'll take three rooms. She reaches into her, her apron and she pulls out keys and she hands you three different keys. Well, you'll find if you head up the stairs to the side and she points to stairs that go um, outside of the doors, there's stairs that go up to the second floor. All of our guest rooms are, are through the outside. So you head on up those stairs and that'll get you to the guest quarters. And then she looks up in the large open room here and you see that there's a balcony on the inside and there are a few doors dotted along it and you'll have access to the guest's balcony great appreciate thank that thank you so much and your name oh my name is uh Danica. well um before we go uh do you do you happen to know where we may be able to procure pearls or other gems rare materials like that See, I I know that the toy maker uses some strange items, and we we may have some things. To, we don't have much, you see, but we, we may have some. If you're if you're looking for something that's not quite so expensive, we don't have fine jewelry, but we we do offer a few general items. Anything with pearls? Oh, I can have a pearl trinket. How much? 50 gold. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <What's this? laughs> no, 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 not, not, not to say that, that the trinket is worthless. I'm sorry, but uh, I'm looking for more valuable pearls. Uh, I'm sure your trinket is lovely. What? What's that? Valued at what? Uh, 100 gold pieces. Then 100 gold, then. Where's Derek? Where's Derek? I feel Talking Derek about some... components right now. How much did money Derek give you to do this to us? Will the weave uh, know how much I paid for it? Will the weave Can I consult my brain and understand? I must know something about like material components. Incredible. Can I can I like Arcana check it or like do... Sure. You can't, but you didn't. <laughs> you uh, can, but you may not. Twelve. Um, you imagine it would work. Oh. Oh. All right, I'll take. I'll take the trinket. Here's a hundred gold. Lovely. She passes you a small pearl brooch. Um, okay. Uh, well, I have this brooch. Let me all just hold on to it. Uh, here's your hundred gold, and um, this will come in handy later. Thank you so much. We'll be back later tonight. Thank you, miss. Oh, nothing. Have, have a good night, then. Good night. Yeah, yeah, you too. Thank you, sir. Thank you. 
How big was the uh, the grave digger? He was big. He's bigger than you. As we start to as we start to leave the uh, the inn, I, I kind of just like turn to the group and say, uh, "I gotta be honest. I'm I'm glad that didn't go south because I was not looking forward to fighting like that. I, I don't know what I was thinking. I'm 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 real tired. We could have taken him very easily. Well, I, yeah, but I didn't want to kill the guy. I was I was thinking I made you know. Well, if I'm up a little bit, but he was, what was I thinking? He was pretty big. You would not need to worry about killing him. I would gladly do that. <laughs> oh, uh, all, all, all right. Thanks. Sorry. Yes. I, I appreciate you having my, my back. Of course. Well, let us not delay so that you can get some rest. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. We'll head to the, uh, to, I guess while we're going, I would like to cast Identify as a Ritual. Would it take 10 minutes to walk down the road? Yeah. Okay, so I would like to cast Identify uh, on the doll. The pearl of Tatsune and the spell fails. Yes. You, begin, <laughs> you begin to cast Identify as you're holding out. Where's the doll? Oh, yeah. What do you mean? Where's the doll? Oh, oh my God, it's run away. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Did, did I write a, a word for this? Examinus. Uh, and you, I take out the pearl and, an, and a great horned owl feather. Ooh. You begin to cast the spell as you walk. And as the spell finishes, the doll's head begins to spin no. around and around. No. around. The eyes, simple button eyes, begin to glow with a strange light as all of you hear. <laughs> And you know that there's a scrying spell. You also know that um, the doll has uh, transmutative powers, as in it can animate and move. <laughs> I, I knew it. <laughs> She's been spying on us this whole time. Did it sound like a classic Stradania laugh, or did it sound like a It hag? didn't sound anything like her voice. Uh, I would like to put her... Professor, in my case, you should not. We should get rid of it in the best way we know. They, 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 they had to have heard everything. They did. Well, it's been in my case. I'm not sure how the magic works with my being in my case. But if that's the Countess, then we are we are in deep here, Professor. It didn't sound like that. Well, the doll wasn't out in the church. It's in my case. Hmm? <laughs> it's, it's, in, it's in my case. It's in my case. He's like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> it's in my case. It's in my case. So, I mean, what does she know? She knows that I just can't cast identify on it. And she knows every time we've taken it out. And Professor. Yes. Let us burn it immediately. You don't think she'd be suspicious if we burn it? Who cares? She knows what we are up to regardless. Do you think those ravens perched atop all of these buildings are not her eyes and her ears enough as it is. And That's even if it's exactly right. It, what is to say that she needs this doll at all? She has all these other agents. Well, and even if it's not that thing is not the work of the Countess, then it's something is equally sinister. It's... I agree with that, but I think that you are working on an assumption. We can't burn it because this is our proof to the girl that her mother sent us. That's a good point. Seven to spell it. Yes. Can you do that? Can I... anyone do that? 
do not know. <laughs> I take out my stone book. Do I really not have it? Curses! Hold on, let me take a look. No, I believe dispel magic is a third level spell. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Well, you do it, Sonax. If it is a third level spell, Professor, and we are both at the same power level, what do you think? Well, and well if, I'm just making sure. If, I'm not sure if it's on the wizard spell is no, no, It is indeed a third level spell, I, Professor. I can tell you for sure that wizards can dispel things. That's what I thought. I knew a gentleman in Shrigger who could dispel things. And I believe that Sarnax might be able to dispel things too, which is not going to be in the way that you like. Well, well no, we won't do that. We, we will not destroy it. This is our one chance to save that girl. I, I, I agree with you, Professor. I, I don't like keeping that thing around, but if there's any hope of us getting her back home, then we need to try to do that. I trust my case. This is a family heirloom. It's very powerful. And I hope that the scrying is useless whilst inside this pocket dimension. Do you know for a fact? Can I check my brain to see what I think? Roll an arcana check. Check <laughs> Hey, that's pretty good. My brain got back with a good answer. <laughs> uh, uh, 26. You know that while inside of the bag, scrying would not show what's happening that is inside of a pocket dimension, but you do know that the doll has transmutation purposes or um, components, so you have no idea whether the doll is capable of climbing out and listening. Oh my God. And you've, never, you've never checked to see if the bag has been open. I hate it. <laughs> I feel so dirty. <laughs> I don't want it. I want to throw up. <sighs> I'm, not brave. I'm not brave like Shepard. I, I choose to die. <laughs> oh my god. Did the laugh sound familiar at all to any of anyone we've met? I would I say you'd be smart myself. enough. I, I would say that you would glean from it that that was the doll itself laughing okay. and yeah, not some other my... entity. Okay. Uh, I, I need a, a bit more power before I can dispel it. Well, let us proceed for- forward, since we have no way I'll be very careful about opening this case. Uh, please we all gotta be careful about what we're saying anyway. Yes. Uh, pardon me. To the coffin maker. Quickly, please. You hustle down the streets, moving as quickly as possible. As you see signage along the sides of the town. Um, um, you you notice these um, strange bits of signage and um, town guards moving up and tearing them down and putting up new things. Um, the ones being torn down, the shops and homes that enclose the town square are decorated with limp, tattered garlands and painted wooden boxes filled with tiny dead flowers. At the north end of the square stands a row of stalks locked in locked in which are several men, women, and children wearing crude plaster donkey heads. In the center of the square, peasants in patchwork clothes eye you suspiciously as they use cups and bases to draw vases to draw water from a crumbling stone fountain. Standing tall at the center of the fountain is a gray statue of an impressive man facing west. All around the square are posted proclamations. Come one, come all, to the greatest celebration of the year, the Wolf's Head Jamboree, Attendance and children required. Pikes will be provided. All will be well. The bearing. And as these are being ripped down in this town square, you see them putting up new posters. Come one, come all, to the greatest celebration of the year, the Festival of the Blazing Sun. Attendance and children required. Rain or shine, all will be well. 
the Baron. So it's very clear that we just missed the one festival. Yes. And now a new one is being And prepared. you notice that there were wolf's heads on pikes around right. the outside as well right. as throughout the city. Like actual dead wolf's heads. heads. Dire wolves or wolves? Both. Oh, shit. What was the name of the wolf festival? Wolf's, wolf's head. head Jamboree. Jamboree. Yeah. I imagine they all start turning animatronic. Eh, 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 they start the <laughs> was that, in, that was like in the book that way. Mm-hmm. What a strange name. And what is it? The Festival of the Sun? The Festival of the Blazing Sun. You walk past this, especially noticing the the stalks and the both men, women, and children in the crude plaster donkey heads. And it's off-putting and it's strange and you notice that most people seem to veer away from it. But your focus is firmly on the coffin shop that you see just at the edge of the road. As you make your way in, this uninviting shop is two stories tall and has a sign shaped like a coffin above the front door. All of the window shutters are closed up tight and a deathly silence surrounds the establishment. You knock twice on the door. You hear shuffling inside. I'm going to uh, tap the professor on the shoulder uh, and say, I think it's best. If you do the talking, Professor, Garrix is watching over you. I cast Guidance, I think, for the first time in this campaign. Nice. <laughs> and I've had it this whole time. Thank you, Sarnax. <laughs> the door creaks open just a little bit, and you see haggard old eyes look out at you. Hello? Hello? Are you here to purchase the coffin? Um, well, I'm here to inquire about the coffin, yes. Great. You may come in. And then he slowly opens the door and waves you in. Yeah. We all you, know you make your way in and you see coffins um, scattered all around what appears to be this holding room. Um, they all seem to be of a similar make, varying sizes. Um, as he leads you, as he leads you in and towards a round table and chairs. Well, let us talk then about the coffins that you wish to acquire. Yes. I will need time, but um, as long as the order is not large. Um, of course, of course. I uh, should be able to fulfill it. When we walk into the room, uh, I'm going to post up by the door that we came into. Okay. I'm going to look at Sarnax, and I'm going to look at the other door that we are, are uh, that there is available. I'm going to okay. nod, and I'm going to just casually stroll over to it. Okay, you do that. He doesn't seem to take notice at all as he sits down. He pulls out a, a leather-bound book and he begins to um, look through it. It looks to be a ledger of some kind. And well, it depends on how long it will be until you need uh, these. But uh, what is the number of the order we're looking for? Um, well, just one. Uh, well, it's so rude of me. My name is Professor Clayton oh, Azra. Yes, I, I, I apologize. What is it's your great name? great to, to meet you. Uh, Henrik van der Voort. Oh, well, it's a pleasure maker. to meet you. Um, you see, oh, hold on. How much are your coffins, even for this one? Well, you're looking at about 50 silver pieces. 50 silver. Do you mind if I make sure my finances is in order, make sure I have that? Oh, yes, me. please. I take my case. And you're only looking for the one. Just the and one, And he yes. writes down your name, one. 50 silver. Uh, yes. Mr. Hendrick, do you well, find that people are buying coffins in bulk here? No, you see, most people don't come here. Um, they find my work to be a little off-putting. Um, but lately, I've, I've had this spike in, in sales uh, from 
any local men around town? Uh, well, um, and uh, he, so my, my case is open behind him, and I pull out uh, a piece of honeycomb and a snake's tongue. And I will say, um, Artificium, uh, I would like what did, you to... What are you mumbling? I would like you to show us to uh, the, the bones of St. Andrew, please. I clear my throat, and then... And you I, have a suggestion? I have a suggestion. I knock on your case twice. Do um, I know what that means? I'm staring at your open case. And I shut it. <laughs> uh... What's the same save? <laughs> uh, the save is um, um. I don't care what it is because he gets a six. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Holy shit! Frankly, I don't give a damn. I got a natural save. twenty, you piece of shit. Are you oh, sad? Wow. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. the fucking nation wizard. Holy dicks! <laughs> Uh, he does get to add his modifier, but the DC's 15. I think so. darling, I don't give a damn. No, no, he doesn't. Um, so I, I would like you to lead us to the bones of St. Andrew, that uh, our good man, um, as you know, that you bought God off damn. of... Um, what's his name? I say his name. Uh, that's like, Mil- Milavage. Milavage. Mil- and um, for, for the rest of uh, the day, I'd like you to, to stand in a corner staring at a wall. You see as he looks up at you, having just written uh, down the information, he seemed really happy to be making a sale. Um, As his eyes gloss over and he looks up at you. Yes, that seems like a great idea. I agree. So please lead the way, my good man. Hide that 50 silvers coming right up. As he leads you towards the stair, (laughs) as he leads you towards the room you had just exited from, he passes Shepard and turns to a door on the side, opens it, and begins to ascend the staircase. He leads you all the way to the top as you spill out into this room upstairs. He looks around and turns into the closest corner that he can find at the top of the stairs. As you begin to sense movement from the piles of boards all over the room, you see as they shuffle and move, and out from them, long, curly white limbs begin to make their way. You've seen something like this before as seven vampire spawns begin to spill out from the boards. Roll for initiative. (laughs) All right. You, as you find your way onto the landing, you, you, uh, are immediately met with the shaking of all of these piles of wood as you see these vampire spawn begin to spill out seven of them around this room. Shepard, it is your turn. Uh, I am just going to uh, immediately take uh, two shots, the one right in front of me and and Kana. I got a 26 and a 28. Uh, Both of those hit. Uh, just for the sake of it, uh, their uh, AC is 15. Okay. Uh, 19 damage to this guy, number five. Okay, 19 damage. Uh, you 
shoot into this um, undead creature, your uh, magical blasts doing uh, quite a bit of damage to it um, as it seems to shrug it off. You see as uh, the wounds are bleeding this strange, almost like brownish, reddish, silvery blood as it shambles towards you. This appears to be a woman of some sorts. Her lips are peeled back. She looks hungry. Oh boy. Oh boy. Clayton. I'm going to take rope out of my pa- out of my brief out of my briefcase, and I would say, um, if you wouldn't mind laying on the ground, I'd like to uh, tie you up, please. He, would he will lay on the ground and let you tie him up. So I would like to hog tie him as my action, if possible. Sure. Um, he lets you. Okay. So I do. He's now facing facing the corner. He, he's he's still scared. As he's sorry. shaking and allowing you to tie him up. Uh, sorry. I will step forward and I will eye everything that happens as I look around and I'll look into the flame and I'll just start walking forward. And then I'll hold up my lantern as I'll look around and start to blaze and I'll pull out a medallion with a uh, reptilian dragon oh, eye as, uh, as it will uh, blaze with fire and then light uh, will emerge from my lantern. And I will say, turn away from the blinding light of Garrix. I'm gonna cast turn on dead on all of them. Holy oh my shit. God. Okay, and so they have to roll what? Wisdom saving throw. So I'm gonna roll for each one individually. Yep, DC 15. Wisdom, you said? Wisdom. So one is turned. Two is turned. Three is turned. Oh my god. Four is turned. Five is turned. Six is turned. And seven is not. Holy Holy fucking hell. And I will say, proceed. So, do you want to explain what that does, Link? Uh, so, I will read what they do. Wow. As an action, you can represent your holy symbol to speak a prayer, censoring the undead. Each undead that can uh, see or hear you within 30 feet of you must make wisdom saving throw, DC 15. If the creature fails at saving throw, it is turned for one minute until it take, or until it takes any damage. A turned creature must spend its turn trying to move away as far as uh, away from uh, me as far as it can, and it can't willingly move to any space within 30 feet of me. It also can't take reactions. For its action, it can only use the dash action or try to escape from an effect that prevents it from moving. So if there's nowhere to move it, the creature can take a dodge action. There, there's no repeated save. They basically have to just run at the walls and like dodge. So, they could, like, so we could just pick them off. These are windows, though, aren't they? But it's daylight outside, so they're not going to go outside. Oh, right. <laughs> They're boarded right up, here. so it's not lights so not we, coming we got, in. We got time. That's a game changer. <laughs> yeah, no, that might just be. So this die, it's my prettiest die, but that is uh, no longer available to use. <laughs> wow! I did roll one natural one in that. We. And it is their turn. So one, two, three, four, five, and six are all going to rush towards the furthest wall. A number seven is going to move directly towards um, the coffin maker, and he's going to attempt to make an attack on the the number seven. Yep. Oh wow! Yeah. With a natural fucking one. Are you serious? He's advantage because he's all tied up and on the ground. Oh great. 
Oh, that hits then. Trying to be fair. Major games. Yep. Does that break? Um, so he is doing his bite attack yep. as it bites in to you. You see, as this vampire uh, spawn rushes over, it it moves on all fours. Its long nails scraping against the wooden floors of this room as it skitters over to him, and he sees that he's tied up. He wiggles between you and the coffin maker and sinks his teeth down into the restrained man. Um, and that is uh, its turn. Can I reach around uh, yeah, you can go yeah. him and attack seven? Okay. Yeah. I'd cooperate with you. Yeah. Okay. I'll lean to the edge. I'll say, uh, Shepard, the hip, the hip! <laughs> Okay. All right. Not That's bad. Not bad. Uh, yeah, that hits. Yeah, I'm 15. Those thingamajigs. Clerics. Seriously. Holy smokes. Uh, I always seem to roll fours on this. Nah, the That's old so reach around. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. The old reach around. The classic maneuver. Um, yeah, and that'll be seven points of damage to number seven. Seven points of damage. It takes it. And then... Uh, what I'll type of damage? Uh, slashing, but it's yeah, it's with your weapon. So, all right, Victoria. All right, um, I'm going to look towards uh, number seven and reach my hand out, and this uh, skeletal ghost hand will go out and cast a chill touch. That is a seventeen to hit and seven and damage, and that's number seven to number seven. Yep, and so. this is necrotic. Uh, this is necrotic damage. It can't regain hit points until the start of my next turn. Hand clings to the target. Has disadvantage on attack rolls against me. And, um, that's it. All right. You, you reach out your spectral hand and you see as it grabs into the back of this creature's neck and latches on. And it does damage, but it seems to do less than you would expect it. Um, but you do know that it will hinder its ability to regenerate as you've experienced one of these creatures before. Um, and that is Shepard's turn. Top of the round. Uh, seeing that it's it's attacking this man who's tied up, I'm going to just uh, attack it twice. Okay. I got two 11s, so that's two 20s. Both of those hit, yeah. A total of 15 points of damage to number seven. You fire both of your blasts as they collide with the back of this creature, and it still has its teeth sunk deep into this man, uh, but it does a bit of damage. Uh, Clayton. And I'm going to take Noctis, and I will shoot Firebolt at it. That will hit. Ten points of fire damage. Yes, you reach out your finger and you ignite this creature. Um, the shadow shows the strange dancing. Um, the, the shadow shows the dancing of his shadow against the wall, and it seems as if he's moving when you see no motion coming from this creature. It's a strange trick of the eye. Okay, that's my turn. I am going to see that he's actively trying to kill this guy, and I will. So I'm just going to say. You will not succeed in your quarry, and then I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt at a second level. Easy 15. Natural one. I'm going to use my inspiration that I got for opening yep, the can. Opening yes. the can. Love that. <laughs> Canspiration. 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 Oh my god. 13 plus uh, 7. Yeah. Is, yep, I hit it. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> I fucking did it. Thank God I opened that can. God damn. Um, guiding Bolt is uh, oh 5d6 wow and then wow. 
uh, 20 points of radiant damage nice. as it blasts into him with this, this, this uh, shock of, of, of radiating uh, fire, uh, and uh, it starts to glow with his red and gold. And the next attack is advantage, and that is uh, my bonus action is going to be nothing. I'm it ready. is blasted with this radiant damage, and you see as it shrieks and rears back, it disconnects itself from this man as it turns its attention on you. But you are far away. So it inches closer, and it's going to attempt to make a bite attack on Khan. It's going to do 18 points of damage, Mm -hmm. and is that nine of it is necrotic damage. Okay. And you also, your max HP also drops by the amount of necrotic damage you take. Which was nine. Nine. So the rest of them will continue to run? Yeah, they're just just—they're basically just running into the wall. They're not moving no, anywhere, they're just running into the wall. And it is Connor's turn. There. First attack is advantage. Or your only attack, I guess. For the advantage, that'll be 16. That hits. That, that hits. really hits. Nice two. Uh, that'll be nine points of slashing. Tutorial. Okay, um, so I'm going to continue to to tighten the skeletal hand on seven and uh, cast. Just continue <laughs> Try not to touch them or let them touch you. <laughs> I don't feel that great. I don't feel so good. 15 to hit? That hits. Yeah. Okay. And that is four damage. And you feel like it does seem to do less, but it the additional healing. effect seems to be more valuable at this point. Um, and yeah, so it is uh, Shepherd's turn. I'm going to take two shots at him. Okay. Oh, well, I got one hit. Six points of damage. What a travesty. You let loose one of your blasts, and it, it squeals, the uh, Kana's blood dripping down its face. Clayton. Uh, I, I, I will say, uh, Kana continues to protect us, and my case is going to open up, and I will... Uh, Close the case! Close <laughs> <laughs> I will pull out some powdered silver and iron and I will touch you. Is it touch? It's touch. I will say Gaudium and I will protect you from good and evil. So basically, um, Aberration Celestial, Elements, Fey, Fiends, and Undead, uh, they have this advantage against you. Uh, you can't be charmed, frightened, or possessed by them, so you are now protected against. And I will be like, whoa, whoa, going to back up here. Just can't kill back. I'm gonna kick your ass, you bitch. Uh, is it my turn? Yes, it is your turn. I am going to look and I'm going to cast uh, Sacred Flame uh, on the one that's alive, and I, so it's a Dex 15 saving throw. Roll the natural 16. Okay, so he dodges out of the way, and uh, that is my... I'm going to continue to stand there. Yep, that's my turn. Uh, it is his turn. Uh, he is going to attempt to attack Kana. She's protected from good and evil, so he's disadvantaged. Mm-hmm. As he goes in to um, make... Uh, come on. 14? Nope. No. He's going to miss. Uh, I will... Use a bonus action to give myself advantage on this attack with Fighting Spirit. 
Uh, good thing, because I rolled another natural one. God damn it. Uh, 18. Uh, that hits. Yeah. Uh, that'll be nine points of slashing damage. Damage. And I get five temporary hit points. You slash into this creature and you see that it, it stumbles over and for a second you think it's going to fall, but it looks up at you, its eyes blood red, its mouth filled, spilling over with the blood that it's been draining from you and it just smiles in your face. Finish him! Um, so I'm going to look at number seven. You said he's very rough. Yes. Okay. Um, I am going uh, to, to reach my hand out and fire is going to go in my eyes and then we'll cast fire bolt at it. That's a that's a misaroonie. I'm gonna take one attack. Okay. That'll be a hit. Okay. Do you do one or more damage? I do. I do. Yes. <laughs> I, do, I, do, <laughs> I do. I do. I do. I do it. I do. You more than one. let your shot fly as you blast a, um, a a hole through its chest, and it falls over to the ground dead. So once uh, I kill the Walker, one, thank goodness. as I'm swinging my weapon around. Uh, like to survey the room, I, I shout to Sarnax, Can I shoot them? Choose one and only attack that one. Um, I pick one of the ones in the back corner here, number one. Okay. And I fire a shot off at him. Uh, that'll be seven points oh. of damage to number one. Okay. Clayton. Oh. Um, I'm going to shoot firebolt at number one. Okay. Uh, hit nine damage, nine fire damage. Nice. Okay. All right. Sarnax. I fairy fire those three in the back. Death okay. saving throw, 15. So two of them are going to be disadvantaged. First one fails. Um, that one fails. And then the one is not disadvantaged because he's looking at you. 14. 17. So number one, one, one is not is not, uh, is not fairy fire. Okay. The other two are fairy okay. fire. Okay, cool. Uh, that's my turn. Um, the vampire spawn. Number one, he's going to turn towards Sarnax and he's going to claw attack. Okay. 22 to hit. I'm going to Uh Oh, sorry, I meant Shepard. Oh, uh, sorry, you hit me. Him. Yeah, 22. Yep. Or No, he's going to grapple you. And then he is going to go in to bite you. To grapple me, do I have to do something? No, he's just using his hit instead of doing damage. He's grappling you. Okay. Hey, there's no way to resist that. No. I just like it's like he hits twelve to hit, so he does not okay, so fight I, you, I'm but he's grappled. he's grappled. Got it. You, you're grappled. Well, by him. You can't move. It's the only yeah. disadvantage. Uh, All right, uh, that's its turn. I will use another fighting spirit to get advantage on the attack. Uh, that'll be eleven points of slashing damage. Okay. Okay, uh, Victoria. Yes. Um, and I will again reach out and cast uh, chill. This rolls a three most of the time. So that's enough. At least you haven't rolled as many natural ones as, I, as I've rolled tonight. I still can't believe I got double natty ones in, 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 two, in one roll. Shepard, you're up. Shepard. I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark on number, number one, one, and then I will make an attack roll. to 15. Uh, that'll be 11 points of damage to number one. Wow, you and Kana both. Clayton. Hits for six fire damage. Sarnax. I'm going to uh, call forth my spiritual weapon. And I'm going to summon the, the mystical dagger. And it's going to uh, land. I'll use my uh, my token. And it's just going to make an attack real quick. What type of damage is this? It's, uh, it is uh, force. Oh, cool. Okay. 15 exactly. Holy hand grenade. Uh, and that is uh, 13 points of force damage. Wow. As it stabs in. And then I am going uh, to... Uh, uh, 
uh, Sacred Flame it, so he needs to make a deck saving throw. Okay. Burn. Natural one. I Net- literally, oh my god. Uh, it's to be another oh. D8. Oh no. Uh, this will be two points of radiant damage. That's just not just enough to kill it, but it would literally have regained hit points if you hadn't hit it with that. Oh, wow. Kelsey, like one point Kelsey, of radiant Kelsey, Kelsey missed. Stop, right? Got it. Any, Got it. any radiant uh, damage. Yeah. Oh, to stop the healing. Yeah. yeah. I know that. Good to know. Okay, cool. Shit. So you see as it looks like it's about, it's invigorated and about to renew itself as you hit it with your holy fire and it singes its flesh and shrieks back as it's unable to gain um, any additional health. And it is the vampire spawn's turn. It is still grappling Sarnak, so it is going to, or sorry, Shepard, too many S's. And it is going to attempt to make its bite again. 12, no, it hit, it misses. Okay, (laughs) Kana. My turn? Yep. Uh, it's still grappling Shepard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I try to yank it off of him? Using my action? Yeah, you can try. You can do an athletics contest. I will if do you that. pull my flesh off with the beast, I'm going to be upset. Uh, athletics will be a... F- 18. 16. Okay, that doesn't work. You win. <laughs> try again for chill touch on number one. How long does the fairy fire last? You've got to be kidding me. Did it roll another three? A two. Uh, That's exile. Dice jail. Exile. I'm going to make... I'm going to make make two attacks against the vampire who's on me. Okay. One misses, one hits. Okay. Damn it. That's so frustrating. Guys. Bingo. That's 15 points of damage. Okay, you're you miss with one hit, but you're able to land the other. It looks like it's not holding. It's it looks like it's very very weak. Missing left and right here. Sarnax. Uh, I am going to stab in with my business, my my dagger. Uh, that's going to barely hit again. Uh, doing. 12 points of force damage. Your dagger stabs in, nice. illuminating with fire. It shrieks as its skin um, singes and it falls to the ground nice. and collapses dead. Beautiful. Oh, uh, that's my bonus action. Okay. And then, uh, <laughs> and then I am going to, uh, I'm going to Sacred Flame on, on number three. So, okay. deck saver, dick save, 15. A dick save? Dick save. Mm, love the dick uh, save. 14? 14 save misses, so that's going oh, to be... Oh, yeah, 14, 14. 14, that's going to be three points of radiant damage. Um, it is it's, vampire spawn's turn. It is going to rush directly towards you. Um, and then like he is going to attempt to grapple you. Okay. And he's going to miss, so he's going to claw you with fucking natural one. Okay. Hey! Block it. Uh, I got a four and a one. Cool. Uh, 19. Oh, that hits, yeah. They hit. Nice. 11 points of slashing. You're like consistently rolling eights. Victoria. Yeah. Okay. It's been pretty good on this one. All right. I am going to... No advantage now. I'm going to chaos bolt. I'm going to chaos bolt. Okay. At a second level. Uh, a 20 and an 18 to hit? Yep, very nice. Oh, do I did an advantage. Yeah. That's one. Hit. Jackets again. 13, 13. Yeah. 8, 9, 10, 11 damage, and it will be... What, cold? Cold. Okay. Go up to. 3, and
Great. Uh, you do that. And you see as the other one um, breaks from its turn undead as it uh, looks towards you. Um, Shepard. I use my bonus action to move the hunter of mark to the one that tried to grapple Sarnax, which is the one right so in front of me. number three. I make one attack on it at advantage. Uh, it's a hit. Okay. Uh, for seven, uh, 12 points of damage. It is Clayton's turn. Uh, I'm just going to Ignatius. So it hits oh. and does three damage. Three fire damage. Nice. Sarnax. I'm going to, uh, uh, what should call it? Uh, Sacred Flame. So DC uh, 15. Uh, five, eight. Uh, six points of radiant damage. So number it's three. The pillar of flame, yep. It's their turn. Yep. Um, you see as number two, um, having not taken any kind of radiant damage, etc., begins to regain its health. It appears to be back at full health. Um, number two? Number two. Um, the one in front of Sardnax, number three, is going to attempt to grapple him. Uh, and it's not going to, so it's going to claw him uh, with 15. 15 misses. And the one in front of Kana is going to attempt it's to grab her. Which one is? Oh, anything against Kana. Kana. Oh. Because protection of good versus. Good well, evil. it missed anyway, okay. so it doesn't matter. Um, and then it's going to attempt to claw. Um, 13. Nope. I'm going to use my reaction on number three because he attacks Sarnax. That's an advantage because he's very fired. Yep. Number three. Three and two. Yeah. Both very fired. Okay. Uh, Seventeen should hit. That does it. Uh, there'll be seven points of slashing damage. How's he looking? He's looking rough. Okay. I will try to keep going. I'm going to use my actual action to attack him. That should hit with a twenty-two. Yep. Let's go back with this one because I keep rolling fours on the other guy. Uh, great weapon master, so we get three roll ones. I rolled another one. <laughs> great. Uh, so it'll be four slashing. Okay. It takes the damage, but it, it's still um, glaring in your faces. Um, Tori. All right. I am going to look. Um, look at two and three and I'm going to raise my hands up and, and smoke is going to fill their eyes and I'm going to cast uh, blindness on both of them make, okay. using a sorcerer point to make it a twin spell. Okay, nice. Um, so that is a con saving throw. Of what? 13. They both pass. Oh. I got a natural 14 national and a natural 12 plus three. Good effort, Kels. That's awesome. I very rarely use blindness, but it's really good. Shepard. Oh, uh, I will uh, attack the uh, number three first with one attack. Uh, hits. Okay. For ten points of damage. All right, you blast into this thing. It looks like it's uh, it's really weak. I'll attack it again. Hits. Okay. Eleven points of damage. It is barely holding on. All right, it's my turn. I will uh, Ignatius this bitch. 15. You let your firebolt um, fly and it smacks into it as it bursts into flames and begins to crumble into ash. Good job. Bonus action. Uh, Attack against number two. Uh, Keeping track of how long your thing's up. 
I uh, have be, been. I was say it's four or five turns already. Six. Uh, I, uh, I miss a two, another two and a three. Okay. Uh, and then I am going to... Uh, that's my bonus action. I am going... It hasn't taken radiant damage yet, right? Nope. And they're next. I'm fucking guiding bolting this motherfucker. It, okay, it hits. And that's going to deal radiant damage as it blasts out of my lantern. Could be worse. Uh, could be better. Uh, three plus eleven is uh, fourteen. Right, fourteen points of radiant damage. Um, it is its turn. And number two is on. Kana. It was on Kana. It is going to move to the side towards you, and it is going to attempt to um, to Sarnax. Okay. Going to attempt to grapple you. Okay. Uh, 18, 19, 20, 21, 24. 24 grapple. Okay, so it is going to do... Oh, it's not doing any damage. Now it's going to attempt to bite you. The 17. Uh, that misses. It is grappled onto you. Love that. Okay. Um, kind of... Uh, I'm gonna try and shove him off of Sarnax. Kill it! I am fine, Kana! Okay. Thank you. Uh, natural. natural <laughs> she needed that. The first that. natural twenty of the whole fight. She needed no, that. That is one of those things Maya yeah, needs advantage. to survive. I do. I do. Uh, not not that great of a roll, but uh, eleven points of slashing. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah. yeah. You um you slash into it as its back is exposed to you, and it shrieks, but it will not let go of Sarnax. Uh, Victoria. Um, I'm going to look at number two and she'll touch. Okay. Hopefully. 15. Yeah. Yeah. That hits. That hits. That's just enough. Three damage. <laughs> hey, it prevents so him from. You're doing utility. Yeah. I mean, it's basically 11 points of damage that you're doing right there. Yeah. That's a good point. Shepard. <laughs> um, I'm going to, uh, use my bonus action to move Hunter's Mark and make one attack. They both miss. Oh, jeez. One or five. With advantage? Yeah, one or five. Twister Wow. That's, I'm saying. Because yeah. okay. I think that we're in deep shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know when they all come up? I'm going to say. Clayton. I'm going to turn and I'm going to cast web on us. That, that will break them of their turn undead. It's uh, only damage. It's damage, I believe. Oh. Yeah. Just don't like the web on fire. Yeah. Please don't light this on fire. <laughs> oh, they roll when they start their turn. So I think it's a doesn't I'll matter. just have them roll okay. now. Yeah. And, and how many gonna... are there? Three? Three. 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 Uh, and, yeah. uh, and the NPC. Um, so one of them definitely fails. Uh, what's the DC? 15. And it's dex? Yes. Uh, so four and five fail, and um, uh, six gets an actual uh, a 15. Cool. So yeah. you do not have your, your protection anymore. I dropped that. Okay. Okay, going, going in with the dagger. That'll fucking hit. Well, we'll see. Okay, that'll fucking hit regardless. Oh, wow. Uh, 13 points of force damage is nice. stabbed into this uh, dude. And then uh, I'm going to Sacred Flame as I'm grappled, and I don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> as I'm just going to Sacred Flame this motherfucker. Okay, you do that. Uh, yeah, yeah a, a DC deck saving throw. Uh, 13. 13 fails. Uh, he's going to get seven points of radiant damage. Okay, so the one on you is going to um, make one claw attack. 
Um, and that's 17. Misses. And it is going to make a bite attack. 23. I blind it. He's a shield. Disadvantage. It's disadvantage. Because I'm, I'm using my reaction for flaring ward. Oh. So I just rolled one more time. Uh, sorry. Uh, 21. That hits. That hits. So you are going to take. It would be more damage than good. I know. <laughs> It'd be like one. Like so I'm like going to take eight points of piercing damage. <laughs> and. You don't do anything with Six yeah. points of necrotic damage. Your max health goes down by six. <sighs> I'm going to use my reaction and hit him since okay. he hits Sarnak. Okay. Uh, that'll hit with a 23. Yeah. Uh, nice. That'll be 11 points of uh, slashing. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Connor. Nice. So, 17. That hits. Uh, nice. Finally, Victoria. I didn't have max damage yet. Um, twelve points of slashing. Uh, Victoria, I'm going to continue to to tighten the skeletal hand around. Ah! <sighs> advantage. Okay. Natural. Yay! Double the number of dice you roll. Okay, damage. so I got five on the first one that I rolled. Yep. Okay. Five. So ten, uh, ten damage, and the status thingies continue. Okay, um, you hurl, you use your spectral hand again, and uh, it seems to be uh, it seems to be incredibly weak. Sweet. I will make one attack against it. Okay. Hit. Just do more than one damage. Yep. Yep. You you blast into its chest. <laughs> and, um, Does anybody at home want to guess what I'm going to do with my bonus action? Hunter's mark number. Uh, the one that wasn't webbed. Six. Yep. Six. Yes. And that'll be my turn as okay. I back up. Clayton. Um, I will shoot a firebolt at him. Uh, he's not. Okay, Sarnax. I am going to uh, just uh, cast uh, Sacred Flame on him. DC 15. Dex save. Natural 20. Okay, he misses. He dodges that business. Yeah. It's turn. It's turn. Uh, It has no damage on it. It's going to move to the closest person. Whoever's closest to it. Number six. Victoria. Come and get me. And it is going to attempt to grapple you. And it is going to miss. It's going to use its other attack to try to grapple you. Uh, and uh, 13. Oh, yep. Really? I didn't realize your AC was... Yeah, it grapples you. I'm a little baby squish It squish. wraps its arms around you, and that is its turn. Hooray! Oh, no. oh, Tana, you're up. Um, that will not hit. Two will be my turn. Okay. Uh, Victoria. Victoria. I'm going to cast uh, False Life on myself. Mm. Um, so what does that do? Um, it's going to... gives temporary hit points. It does, yeah. It gives me 1d4 plus 4 temporary hit points for the duration. Um, and it's going to kind of look like... Uh, sort of like my my face hollows out and I look sort of like skeletally dead for a second and I flash Ooh. back to myself. Nice. You do that. Uh, so that's five temporary hit points. Okay. I'm going to take two attacks against it. Okay. 
Natural fucking. Yeah! 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 And the other one hit. I got a 15 and a 20. That's going to be 46 for the first. 46 and 2d66. Let's rock and roll. Plus 10. Plus 10, maybe. Oh, baby. That's going to be 12 plus 24. 34, 44 points of damage. Yeah. Wow. As you I finally win. fucking find purchase. Finally. Those were some hot D6s. Yeah, I rolled fours, five, and six. You didn't roll higher than four. Or you didn't that roll lower than four. Pulling four. back the veil, you did more than half its... It went from full to less than half. Yes. Wow. Less than awesome. I do what I can. You, you see as Sarnak, or yes. as uh, Shepard, has had enough as he turns around and he looks at Victoria giving herself this sense of false life as he lets um, go of both of his blasts, doing a significant amount of damage as this thing reels back, but it is still holding on to Victoria. Uh, Clayton. Is it off of me, Professor? Uh, I will. Oh, shit. I guess I'll shoot it with Firebolt. So that all I can do. Yeah, I'll just, I'll Don't go. miss. I'll <laughs> shoot Victoria in the face uh, Another two. That's my third. <laughs> no. Stop using the big Stop one. Stop using the big one. Why do you use the big one? It's the worst one. Because he likes it. I like the big He likes feeling the weight in his hands. I know. It is literally weighted towards the wall. Everybody loves large orbs in their hands. Sarnax. Oh, I wasn't sure. I roll a natural one on my... Literally has not been able to hit. So I roll a natural one on my my spear's weapon. Mm -hmm. And then I am going to uh, cast Sacred Flame on it. Okay. Uh, DC uh, 15. Dex save. Uh, And what is it? Dex? Uh, Dex, yeah. Uh, 17. 17 passes. Dodge out of the way. Done. Vampire spawn turn. It is, you see, as it regains some of the health that it just lost. Um, and it is going to, it is attached around Victoria. It is going to make one claw attack into her with a natural one. It is then going to attempt to bite at a 25. Oh. Yeah. Nope, that misses. Yeah. <laughs> That's over double her AC. <laughs> <laughs> so it, is, it is going to do four points of piercing damage. That would be a cool And point. then it is yeah. going to do eight points of necrotic damage, and your max HP is lowered by eight. Okay, so that's 12 damage total. And it is going to, you see, as it heals a bit from this. It seems to heal the amount that it sucked, the life oh, that it Jesus. sucked from you. You even sucked to hell. Calling her up. sucked to hell. And that is its turn. I used my reaction to try to hit it, but I missed with an 11, so okay. this will be my actual action to attack. And it's regular, right? There's something mm-hmm. special. Oh. Uh, that's even worse. It'll be a 10. That misses. Uh, that is my... That's my turn. Victoria. I'm going to chill touch it. And it's disadvantage? Correct. Yes. We're rolling hot over here. Yeah, Shepard. I'm going to take two more shots. Here we go. This is that. This is that. Natural 20. Uh, they both hit. No natural 20, but they both hit. Still 46 plus 10. Which is going to be 6, 6, 12, 22 points of damage. When the monster slayer gets going, God is going. You go let go both of those blasts and it reels back. It seems to be, um, it's healed up a bit, but it seems to be in dire shape. But it seems to be uh, fairly wounded. Um, and it is Clayton's turn. I'm going to do the old fire bolty business. That hits for six fire damage. Okay, that is going to hit for seven points of force damage as my dagger finally stabs into this fucker. Okay. 
Uh, and then I am going to cast Sacred Flame on him. He's going to make a deck saving throw. 11. 11 fails. Six points of radiant damage. Okay. Uh, it, it takes the damage. As you see that this will be the last round that you have your um, yeah. your turn undead up. It is its turn. It attempts to regain health, but it is not able to. It is going to um, attempt to bite Victoria again, since it still has her grappled, and that is an 18. Five uh, points of uh, piercing damage. Here comes 384. And five points spells. of necrotic damage. Um, and that is uh, also taken from your max HP, and it heals five. Kana. Uh, reaction. So ten points is removed from my max HP. Mm-hmm. Reaction again to try and swipe at it, which I hit with a 24. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, that'll be ten points of slashing. You slash into it. A huge wound opens up on its underside. Uh, bone dust blasts in your face from this decaying body. And then my action uh, will hit with a 19. That hits. And I'll be another 10 points of damage. You take, you take your Naginata, you swipe up, and just as just as it exits the throat, you swing it around and cleave the entire head off. Nice. Um, as this thing falls to the well ground. Done, I'm going to fall to the ground and, and crawl, start crawling towards the professor. Get away! Get away! Victoria's turn. And I would say you would realize that out of four and five, five is actually wounded. It hasn't been able to regain anything because it can't use any actions or anything. Mm. So you can see that it's wounded, more wounded than Forrest. And it's restrained, so it's almost a disadvantage, right? We're just beat up in the webs. I can't believe it. It'll be like that scene so, from uh, Don't so Show the Dead. Like, I, I, I love it. I love it. All right, uh, Victoria. I'm going to. Let's fucking unless you nuke. Like, literally as far away as I possibly can. And I'm going to very weakly hold up my hand and cast a firebolt at number five. Or, I'm sorry, a chaos bolt at number five. Yes. You gotta roll doubles. You gotta get these doubles. Huh? Or am I thinking of a different spell? He's a disadvantage because he's in web. Who's advantage? Well, she. Or I mean, I'm you're your advantage. Yes. Sorry, that's what I meant. I'm not. If you roll doubles, the chaos sort of jumps to another thing, right? Or is that a different spell? Tight. That's if I do. Yes. That's what I'm saying. The double, the damage. No, when you roll the damage dice, if they're the same number, yeah. it yes, jumps yeah. it jumps to another oh, target. Yeah. You get to go again. That's why it's so awesome. It's really fun when you roll doubles. Let's roll, let's roll. Just, here we go, here we go. That's a hit. Okay, yeah, baby. So now roll your damage dice. Here we go. You want doubles. Okay, so that is okay. seven damage. Let's do acid. Acid, right. yeah. It takes the damage as you see that the acid begins to eat away at its flesh. I move my hunter's mark to number five. Wait, no, which one did you just attack? Five. five. Number four. I move my hunter's mark to number four and I attack it once. Okay. Hits. Uh, it was, this was a four, so it was a total of six, 11 points of damage. Uh, wait, wait. I'm going to cast Mage Armor on myself. <laughs> I guess. Feels bad, right? Okay. This guy's are webbed to the wall. Mage <laughs> 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 Okay. Jesus Christ. 
Um, yeah, I'm gonna cast Mage Armor. Oh my god. Okay. I, don't wanna, I don't wanna burn the webs away. Okay. Oh, yeah. good point. Good point. And I'll also, we'll murder the dude that we need alive. I'll yeah. give you that. Thanks. I'm gonna look at number four, and I'm gonna use the last of my uh, energy and cast mm-hmm. Guiding Bolt, because I know we need to fucking kill these things. Um, I am going to. This is gonna be a natural 20. I just know it. I just know it. Feeling it? Nope. It's a three and a four. Oh. <laughs> So, can I use a twist? Yes. <laughs> sure. Super close. That's what they're for. What are you twisting for? Uh, my guiding bolt, the last oh, spell yes. slot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, four, it's going to do 46, uh, right? 15 points of radiant damage. Uh, it is that, their so. turn. Um, it cannot regain hit points, but the other one the can. The other one can, yep. And it is going to do that. What can they do against the web? Strength check. Oh, strength check. I was able to yeah, correct. Check. check. Against 15. Uh, so four, uh, four makes it, and so does five. Oh, so they burst out with it. So they burst out, and they are—they're now in the front of the web. Together. That is the extent they are going to use their movement. It's still difficult terrain, isn't it? Uh, yes, it's still there. So they're going to move their movement as far as they can to. They have so thirty movement, three. and yeah, it is Kana's turn. I was like, I can't count. Uh, it's your turn, Naginata. <laughs> like fish to a cat, and I will stand here and place myself firmly and take the dodge action. You do that. Good, 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 good. Toria. Well, that's smart. <laughs> so four cannot regain five can. Okay. Well, I'm, right now. Yeah, for one round. Oh, for one round. Okay, I am going to uh, chill touch on number five. Okay. Uh, four damage. Okay. High roller. That's your turn. That's your turn. I attack. I attack number four. Oh wait, I'm gonna move and coward. Bonus action. Uh, they both hit. Okay. Come on, come on, come on. Oh fuck. That's gonna be eight plus eighteen points of damage, number four. All right. Clayton. I'm going to uh, shoot firebolt at number four. That hits. Okay. Doing. Two uh, damage, two fire damage, Sarnax. That hits for uh, f- uh, six points of uh, force damage. And then I'm going to just sacred, uh, I'm going to sacred flame it. Okay. Oh, I mean, dodge. Uh, 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 dex save. It's a DC. Oh. Dex save. Uh, 11. 11. Uh, eight points of radiant damage. So they need to make dex saving throws. Um, and what for? For the web. They're still standing in it. Uh, and they need to get a what? 15. Okay, then they both pass with the 13 and a, or with the 16 and a 15. Okay. Um, they are going to use their movement to get as close to the nearest person as possible. They're both at Connor. Oh, they'll stand in the web because they're stupid and they don't know any better. Okay. Um, <laughs> they make attacks at disadvantage because I'm dodging. Okay, one is going to try to uh, grapple you. That misses. Next one's going to try and grapple you, and that might hit uh, 16. Nope, 17. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Cloak of Protection. The first one's going to claw you then uh, and Wait, miss. The second one is going to claw you and miss. Okay. Cool. She just like, I imagine like just like the wind just blocking all of them. And neither one of them, because of Sarnax and uh, Victoria, can regain health. So, mm. uh, Kana. Air high five. Uh, we are good at this. Um, 
this is extremely effective. I will remain here and I will just continue to dodge. Okay, Victoria. So fucking good. Uh, uh, I, I will continue to chill dodge number five. Okay. I will continue to radiate. Nice. Oh. That it? Yes. Five. Shepard. Double stacks on number four. Oh, they both hit. Uh, one attack on four would be eight points of damage. Okay, yeah, go ahead and do two uh, attacks on four. The next one would be 13 points of damage. Uh, you take both just judgment and redemption, and you let both of your uh, your blasts fly in, and you blow the vampire spawn to pieces. Whoa, whoa. That's my turn. That's the sound of the police. Oh, no, we're on the last one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound of the police. <laughs> You're weird. Um, I'm going to firebolt. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to firebolt. Two, fire two damage. Okay. And then I am going uh, to once again uh, do the Not business. He's going to do the business. Deck, deck saving business. throw. Nope. Fails. One point of radiant damage. That's all you need. <laughs> That's, all you need. <laughs> That's all you need, baby. It's a little okay. bit of sunshine. All right. It's, it's a, a, a dick saving. A dick saving. A dick saving. Eleven. That fails, so he's restrained. Okay. Okay. Um, he is going to attempt he to. Uh, anyway, he is going to attempt to restrain Kana or to grapple Kana. Whoa, why are you dodging? Um, so it's going to attempt a claw attack. That's all I can do at level four. It's uh, like an extra attack. Right. Nineteen. Nineteen. Uh, eight points of damage. Uh, slicing damage. Slashing damage. All of its eight. Yeah. That so gets reduced to five because of heavy armor master. Yeah, 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 yeah. And get that, out of here. That just soaks up my ten pimp points. So, oh uh, yeah, get out of here even further. Get out of here. Get out of here. Okay, okay. Canna. 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 Naginata. Canna. Who's Canna. now? Uh, I'm Who's going now? to use my very last uh, fighting spirit as my bonus action, uh, which means I get advantage. On this attack, that'll hit with a 21 blaze skill. Uh, that'll be nine points of slashing. Okay. It's not bloody. I will action surge. All, all out, all out. Uh, that'll hit with a 21 again. Yep. Roll that That's a one. Come on, great weapon master. It was one damage? Hold no, on. I get oh. to re-roll it. Two. Now it's a two. <laughs> hey, Three roll ones it? and twos. Fuck me, right? Uh, that'll be a total of five points of slashing damage. Okay. Victoria. It, it takes the damage. Victoria. Oh, I get five, ten, ten points. <laughs> Please don't ever yeet at my table ever again. <laughs> you got yeeted. Three damage. Yeet to knock him out. You're doing the... Of course you are. And you said three? Three! Both hit. Okay. Yeah, let's go. You can't read any damage Whoa. anymore. Oh, seven, seven, nineteen, yeah. uh, twenty-nine points of damage. Twenty-nine. Twenty-nine. Two attacks. How do you want to do this? Oh, okay. um, I want to see Good that job. like Kana is is uh, you know dodging and doing her thing, slices him up, and I'm gonna like basically <laughs> like run up and like tumble roll, and as I come out, I roll just like. 
point blank, blam, blam, and like blow it away. You do it Frat exactly like that. You see as he runs forward, he dodges, a, he sees Kana there, spins on the ground, rolls, and as he's coming up, he lets forth judgment, blast. Then he lets forth redemption, blast. And you see as this, as this, um, yeah, exactly. (laughs) As you see as this vampire spawn explodes in front of you, as bone dust begins to trickle down around the room, a quietness descends around you. The coffin maker is still tied up in the corner, gibbering to himself. He's horrified and shaken. As you find yourselves in this I stand up lone room. and I holster my weapons, I immediately turn to Sarnax and say You are now level five. I turn to Sarnax and I say Yeah! <laughs> if, if you hadn't been here we would have been absolutely ripped to shreds. That is the power of Garrix. He watches over us and keeps us whole. I, I can't believe it. It saves our lives. I, I never seen it out here. I feel like the life has literally been drained from me. Well, dispel web. I'm gonna walk up to him. Where are the bones? He looks at you, and his eyes are wild with fear. They're in, the, they're in the cabinet, and he points to the room nearest to you, and there is a small chest of drawers in there. I, I start tearing through the, the cabinet. You open, you walk in, and you open the chest of drawers, the first drawer, empty. The second drawer, empty. The third drawer, empty. But you hear a sound as you open it, a small clunk clunk, and you tap on the bottom. You see a hinge that... Had you not known there was something in here you wouldn't have noticed, you open it up and wrapped in a black velvet wrapping, you unwrap it. It looks to be ancient bones. And that is where we'll end the session. Boom! Yeah. Great yeah. fucking job, Nikki! Yeah. Yeah. Great job, Nikki! I'm clapping for Nikki! Great fucking job! I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a yeehaw! <laughs> Yay! Congratulations are in order for the heroes. They found bones. I'm sure they will come in handy, somehow. But at the very least, they should have learned that my agents are all throughout Barovia. Trust is something that should not be handed out so indiscriminately. We will see if the hallowed ground at the Church of St. Markovia will keep the innocent safe. Even the power of the Divine is not reliable here. With my many allies in Viloki and beyond advancing my plans, will the expedition be able to find allies of their own? Find out in Chapter 4 of Curse of Stardania, Phantasmagoria. In the meantime, if you wish to watch Legends of Aventris tell similar stories of Dungeons and Dragons every week, you can follow us on Twitch and join our community on Discord. All links are in the show notes. We welcome you to our adventurous family.